Blog Talk Radio. Thank you. 
judgment comes upon the law. No time to waste, run to the cross. Drunk old lies of his age. Feels too smart to believe. Trade their future for their lust. Blindly passion, they call you to join them. Fall into the order that Satan has designed. Men getting ready to sell their soul for a chance to receive his mark. Praise your holy name, Father God, and we thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I forgot to anoint myself with oil. I'm going to do that right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Praise your name. Name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. All right, Father, we just praise you for the days that we are in right now. We praise you for the opportunity that you have given us to serve you. We praise you for all of the difficult and hard times that are happening around the world right now. We thank you for the opportunity that you have opened up for each one of us to be able to witness uh, maybe successfully in some cases, maybe unsuccessfully, but certainly a lot of people are waking up to the things that are happening around the world as being, well, just, let's just say, certainly out of the ordinary, uh, depending on, you know, with, without regard to their viewpoint. And Father, we just praise you for this. We thank you for moving ahead with the end times. Uh, we will admit, you know, maybe some more than others, maybe some less than others, that, you know, it, it puts us in a little bit of a, you know, a challenging situation, uh, you know, in that uh, you know, our trust in you has to be uh, at a level that, you know, is is quite different and, and much higher and stronger than it has been historically, because we see the depth of the lies that are occurring across the world. We see also, Father God, in accordance with the pandemic and or the pandemic or whatever you want to call it, the bioweapons attack against mankind alongside of this uh, massive, massive wag the dog dynamic where uh, it's, you know, 10 times worse than 9-11 uh, with, with unspeakably huge attempts, not just attempts, but successful um, acts of uh, orchestrated satanic manipulation is probably the right word. Uh, and Father, uh, while all these things are happening, we also, many of us are sensing that you are not interceding. You are not, you, you are not sending heaven's angels, heaven's resources, heaven's power down to put a stop to any of these things, that they continue to move forward uh, in, 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 in an exponential rate of speed, logarithmically getting worse, 
Uh, and again, um, you know, we're not, we're, Father, we're not drawing any conclusions. We're just giving you praise. We praise you for the throne that you sit on. We praise you for how, how amazing you are, your, your loving kindness, the multitude of your tender mercies. We praise you, Father God, for forgiving us for dorking up over and over again, especially as the days grow darker because of our, our own personal emotional makeup and, and, and uh, attributes in, in our flesh as we try to overcome those things and walk in the fruits of the Spirit as much as possible while we're staying, you know, while some people may disconnect in order to to remain uh, closer to you and the fruits of the Spirit, Father God, a lot of us don't have that option to be able to completely disconnect, and um, we need your help. We need an anointing to come down from your throne room, Father. We, Lord Jesus, we ask you to reach your hand out and touch each of us, lay your hand upon each of us, pray for us and for that anointing to come upon us. So ask the Father as our advocate, if you will, for that anointing to be very special and unique for those of us who have come to, let's say, perhaps a little bit more um, detailed of an understanding of the darkness that's occurring across the world, Uh, not assuming that we are right about every little thing, but certainly able to see uh, dynamics unfolding that are very similar to the same um, uh, puppet master, satanic puppet master, crime syndicate issues that occurred during 9-11, and clearly that have uh, been associated and were integral part of the global uh, bioweapons attack uh, and what continues to be a bioweapon attack against mankind through the continued implementation of mRNA versions of vaccines that are going to be moved over to the traditional seasonal flu and uh, a myriad of other common vaccinations. Uh, And Father, this is just a horrible thing. Uh, we praise you for you, for the power of the name of the Lord Jesus. We thank you for giving us that power that nothing shall by any means hurt us, uh, that anything that we will, it, it, anything that we may ingest, that it will not harm us. That, and we just thank you for the, uh, being able to just, you know, lay our hands on people, to, that they would be healed, to be able to bind and cast out demons of darkness, that, that we can trample on serpents and scorpions. We thank you for that power. We thank you for the power of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We pray that more and more people will fervently seek it and go back and listen to the prayer vigil that we did this last Friday to help people and give them some guidance of uh, some DVDs that may be helpful in their pursuit of it. Father, we need more and more people to be raised up as part of your remnant bride. We are praying in the name of Jesus. Jesus, that there will be many, 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 thank you, Jesus, many more people that um, that are part of your remnant bride, Father, that these people that are out there prophesying, they've been doing it for a lot of years. We know that it's inaccurate, uh, and, and we pray, Father, for your forgiveness for all of us, Father, because there's such a disconnect across the body of Christ. It's hard to even, it's very difficult to even refer to the body of Christ as being the body of Christ. Father, you must be unbelievably merciful to to look at us as all potentially contenders uh, to be part of the ruling class. Uh, Many are called and few are chosen. We pray, Father, please, in the name of Jesus, that if there is anything that is a part of our walk that is not in alignment with your will, that you will continue to forgive us for those things. You will continue to anoint us in a manner that is necessary for us to be able to achieve or or chasten us, if, if necessary, to be able to get to the place that we need to be. Whatever that place is, only you know, Father, only 
you know. And we pray in the name of Jesus for the things that we know that we have problems with, that you will still anoint us, and, and, and Jesus, that you will give us special prayers before the Father in advocacy and also praying for us directly uh, in, in, in the most amazing way uh, that, that we know that you do. Uh, we praise you for your scriptures, your promise, Mark eleven twenty three, John 14, 12, 13, and 14. Father, the, the endless number of words that have come down from your throne room that give us promises for those of us who believe, and we believe even though we have not seen, and we continue to praise you and thank you for the days that we are in right now. We, Father, we praise you for the continuation of the end times uh, judgments and things that are occurring across the world. We praise you for giving us a special anointing that we'll be able to touch other people's lives in a in a in an amazing and positive way, giving all the credit to the our, the, the name of our Lord Jesus, being overt about it, uh, and knowing that the power that you have given us can change lives, and using that as part of our prayer warrior um, uh, 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 times in in in, um, in in well in prayer with you uh, while we reside early in the morning, hopefully or late at night, when we have some private time in the secret place of the Most High. And now to Him, our Lord Jesus, who's able to keep us from stumbling and present us faultless someday before the presence of your glory, Father, with exceeding joy. And to you, Father God, our Savior, who alone is wise, we praise your name and thank you, Father. We thank you, Father, for the days that we are in right now. We just need more of an outpouring, more of an anointing, more of a revelation of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, more of the gifts of the, of the uh, Holy Spirit, Father. We need them more. We need more of you. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you for lifting us up and carrying us over the shards of glass and setting us on this narrow path course we are all trying to stay on. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I told you to see what's in For I would come for you one day I gave you my word so you would know The time I'd come and take you home It's time for you to look up signs I gave for coming down Don't be called a sleeping blind You don't want to be left behind Come and be home Come and be home. 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 Come and be holy. 
Well, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Folks, I don't know about y'all. I, 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 you know, and if you're, if you're in a period of respite and rest, um, cause we don't, you know, we don't all go through our bumpy roads at the same time and our bumpy roads are all different. We all have different types of bumpy roads and different stressors and things that affect our lives and cause us to slip and fall. And the devil knows uniquely all of our individual characteristics. I remember there was one time, uh, I was writing an article back in 2010 or something like that. And I mentioned that the demons were able to, you know, manipulate us, you know, in a customized fashion, uh, you know, uh, and, and somebody had wrote me and said, no, no, the demons can't hear what we're saying. You know, they don't know, you know, and I was like, uh, I felt really bad for that person because they were in a state of shock. I guess they went to some place in the world of, you know, in the universe uh, of, of churchianity and were, uh, you know, led to believe that, you know, demons couldn't, uh, you know, affect um, Christians, you know, and there, there's still a lot of people out there, uh, our fellow brothers and sisters, et cetera, out there, you know, 33,000 plus different denominations and, and the belief systems are all over the road. Uh, and we, and I pray all the time. I, uh, you know, I don't do it every single time I pray, uh, but I definitely do pray continuously for unification in the body of Christ because we need that now more than ever. Praise God. There's no doubt about it. And I, I think, I think we know that, uh, praise Jesus. So, um, you know, now I, I don't know. I just, you know, as, as the days grow darker, I don't know about y'all. And I'm going to do that y'all thing, even though I was born in, you know, uh, Hershey, Pennsylvania. I always tell people Hershey, Pennsylvania, but that's kind of like not exactly accurate. It was actually a, t- a town called Hummelstown. But in reality, it was the hospital. I think it was, it might have been Harrisburg General Hospital. I don't know. But then there was a Hershey Hospital that was there for a while. And it might have been that. Then they tore it down. I don't know. I have no idea. Because you know what? I was just a little teeny baby. <laughs> Okay. And I don't really remember for sure. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, the, the days that we are in right now appear to be, um, and of course, you know, uh, you know, regarding the technological challenges that we've been having, we had two events whereby the main microphone just cut out, uh, which means, of course, my sound effects and the buzzers and the, and the kids, you know, cheering and the kids booing. And, you know, the helicopters flying by with all the, you know, mean people from Langley that are trying to, like, you know, do bad things to me and all that kind of weirdness, um, which, of course, I'm – who knows? You know, you don't really know. I mean, when you work inside – when you understand how cybersecurity works and, you know, this, it's very complicated. It's very complicated. They can – it is so easy to fake a cyber attack. That's why they're still talk, they're still talking about FBI is warning that there could be a cyber attack coming from Russia. But then you look at all of the information that's out there. Thank you, Jesus, for those of us who are living in Babylon the Great, although we won't be real happy about that a little bit later. Um, but um, they're, they're putting up all kinds of firewalls in Europe, obviously. Um, Sister Paula, who lives in um, France, she, she's she been sending me stuff. And you know, and also, also so has uh, – I've been in communication, of course, you know, ongoingly or, if you will, continuously off and on uh, with uh, Chamil in Belgium uh, and also Amara in Spain. Praise God. And uh, they update me. It, it, totally different viewpoints, totally different dynamics, totally different, you know, things going on in different places, you know. But it's, you know – uh, Belgium, they had tanks rolling down the street. Uh, Tramil sent me uh, the uh, video clip that came from CNN, I think it was, or maybe it was Fox News. Not sure, not sure, uh, but I put it up on tribulation-now.org. Now, we were under some heavy attack, but I put it up on tribulation-now.org. I've been adding about two to three 
posts, most of them very short, um, uh, a, a day roughly, maybe two, 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 two three every day. Um, and they are increasingly more, well, I don't know what the right term is. Damning. I mean, they're, you know, it's damning to, to prove, it's proof positive uh, that we are heading. I mean, we are literally on a toboggan going straight into the end times at a speed that I, I don't think is, in, I, I think is incalculable. And, um, you know, cause you can only keep up with so much and I have a lot of help. Praise God. Um, I thank Jesus for every single one of the listeners of this program. I thank Jesus for everyone. I pray sometimes one of the things I pray, I'll be like, father, in the name of Jesus, the people that I used to pray for that asked for prayer way back in 2010 and I've forgotten their names or whatever, or they've, you know, they're buried on some prayer list. Father, please, I lift them up. Father, I might not be able to remember your name, their names, but they, that you can father. And I'll, I'll pray like that sometimes because I wish that I could remember every single one of the thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people that have reached out to me for prayer over the years. But then I wouldn't have time anyway to mention each individual person by name. So, and I've shared prayer lists that I've kept with over 400 people on and stuff with other people and then you know they'd be like oh thank you jesus this is wonderful i have all these wonderful people i can pray for and then three or four days later they're like man this is a humongous list you know they they ran across the same problem that i had i had actually there for a while i was sitting on the ground uh in the dark you know in my uh master bedroom here in the golden jibs in lovely tampa florida golden jib studios here in lovely tampa florida with all the crackly wires and you know things that have been periodically breaking and all goodness gracious a lot of lot of big humidity spike here in uh, tampa florida north northern florida western northern florida and the panhandles under all kinds of emergency declarations because of massive wildfires going on up there uh but yeah the, the humidity here is like out of control so here we are in march i mean you know it's not uncommon to have like april uh you know nor'easter snowstorms i wouldn't wish it on anybody because that's you know even for people who like snow they don't like April snows. April snows are like, um, you know, forget that noise kind of thing. All right. So anyway, so um, do I know if I have permanently fixed the Golden GIB studios? It's elaborate, folks. I, you know, there are people that have worked with me historically in the past and stuff. And um, I've, I've taken pictures of it and they were like, whoa, uh, I forget who I was talking to. I, I, I don't know how many devices. I mean, USB devices is like it's like 30 devices. It's crazy. Um, but anyway, uh, and the wire, you know, I, I had the wire, you can call it a wire closet. It's kind of a makeshift wire closet that I have here in a, behind a protected thing, but whatever. It's so, you know, over time, you know, who has the time to sit there every single weekend and dork around, you know, if you disconnect the headphone, you got to undo the wire, you got to undo all the cable straps, and then you got to trace the wire back and, and heaven forbid, if anything falls over, it like pulls all the other wires down. And then that now you got two days of work, you know, to unravel all the wires and re you know route them and put you know wire ties around and all so many crickets so anyway so i i you know th- then you get to this place where there's just not enough time i mean you really have to spend like three days taking the whole thing down taking all the wires out of the things that are no longer working because when things break you know normally what you'd want to do if something breaks if the headphone set goes bad whatever the case is or whatever whatever the many different gizmos gadgets widgets and whatever you know uh you know you you would normally if something stops working or you change over to another mic or whatever the case may be 
you need to take the time to go in there and whatever it was that you are decommissioning, you need to go and sit there and carefully undo all the cable ties and all the Velcro ties and all that kind of stuff and then reroute the wire. And I, I was like, forget that. I barely have time to get the trash out. I mean, I, I'm not kidding you, folks. When Sister Mary Lee left, um, she was you know, staying in one of the rooms downstairs for a little while. Um, uh, and, uh, uh, you know, she would take out the trash for me. And, man, that was just an amazing blessing. I don't think I thanked her enough. Um, but, yeah, I have to put, like, special, like, reminders up to go, like, you know, hey, meathead, go take out the trash. You know, and it's just, it's crazy. Um, you know, I had, I, just to give you another taste of the fun of being me. Um, so, anyway, uh, you know, there, you know, uh, I have a heart that's like, it's kind of like watching the original Grinch, you know, the Grinch who stole Bahudore, Bahudore, welcome Christmas, Christmas, that whole thing. Okay. You know, and then at the end, at the end, it's like, you know, the Grinch, you know, the cartoon Grinch, you know, the original one is like this and his heart became 10 sizes too big or whatever, you know, and that's kind of like me. My heart is like 10 times bigger than my brain. Which, by the way, isn't necessarily a good thing because it leads you to do a lot of really dumb stuff in the name of being kind and loving and considerate and compassionate. And, you, you, know, you're, you know, your whole, like, body, soul, spirit, flesh, and heart is saying, don't do that. Okay, but like your heart is like overwhelming you and you're like, oh, man, I got to, you know. And I have these people that I just, I, I, I got to help them. I mean, I just got to help them. Even though every time they come over to do stuff, something bad happens, or maybe not every time, but a lot. (laughs) So then I, you know, I I had uh, Brother Bobby come over, and he's got a drinking problem, and I've been praying fervently for him, you know, that, that our father would forgive him and that is, you know, that he would be saved and, you know, a very regular and, um, you know, and I, I feel sorry for him because I know the guy is not eating. He's, he's in a dire situation. His brother got put into jail, whether anything bad happened or not, I don't know, because the jail systems are so backed up right now that it can take six months for you to get your initial hearing, believe it or not. So they can come and say, hey, I think you did this or that, you know, whatever it is, whatever it is. And you may not have done anything wrong at all, okay? But once they put you in that jail, you know, and and you haven't been convicted of diddly, you're just kind of hanging out there waiting for the judge to look at your whatever, Uh, you you, you know, you might be there for six months. You know, in that amount of time, you can lose your house, you lose your job, you lose your car, you lose this, you you lose everything. And you may not even be guilty. You may not have done anything wrong. So um, and then Bobby's. So I'm like, okay, Bobby, you know, so what I try to do is I'm like, you know, hey, I don't really want to run a mop downstairs. I mean, I'm very, you know, I can clean as good as anybody. Right. I can do the yard work. Now, I can't do it as good as Bobby because he's like, I don't know. He's like he's got like, I don't know, talents from the deep, dark parts of Africa where strange monkeys can climb trees, this guy. But anyway, he climbed, he does wonderful tree work. It's great. So, so he has certain talents that come in very handy because if I climb up a ladder, I'm probably going to die. And I'll just be perfectly frank. I'll get up about to the point where I start to get a little bit nervous and then my feet will start to like, it's just not healthy for me. Uh, but anyway, so, but he has no problems. He'll climb up. And so anyway, so I call him over, you know, I, I know he's hurting for money and everything and I want to help him. So I call him over. I'm like, Hey, you know, you know, would you like to come over and, you know, do, just do some, 
you know, odd jobs and stuff. Um, and, um, and, you know, I, I kind of almost kind of like plan it in my head because I want to help him out. And I think about it several days in advance because I can't really have him or Mike, the other guy that has some other talents like uh, carpentry stuff that comes in really handy. I can't really have them come over on days that I have a lot of scheduled Zoom meetings, you know, with all these gazillion dollar clients and stuff and all that kind of thing. Because, you know, they, they mean well, but, you know, they you, you can ask them like at 9.05, you can ask them not to knock on the door of your office. And at 9.07, they've forgotten and they're knocking on your door, you know, and then the dogs are like, woof, 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 woof. And you're like, oh, no, no, no. So anyway, um, so just to, give, just to give you an idea. So Brother Bobby comes over uh, to help me out with, you know, he wanted, you know, I said, hey, can you run them up? Can you just, you know, do some basic cleaning around downstairs, you know, tear open these boxes. Here's some stuff I got from Walmart. Just open this stuff up and stage it over here, this kind of thing. Here's a couple of bags of dog food. Man, has dog food gone through the roof on price. My gosh. But anyway, um. Anyway, so he's like, oh, yeah, 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 no problem, and I'll, I'll clean up the backyard a little bit and blow stuff off. Well, I, anyway, so <laughs> so I get this little thing on my intercom. You know, I just bought these, like, El Cheapo little radio-based intercoms. It was, uh, I don't know, they were so cheap. It was like, uh, why not, you know, because I'm stuck in my office. I got to talk to all these clients and stuff. And, um, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, the, the intercom goes off, and it's Bobby, and he's like, uh – uh, did you know that there's a big can of white paint spilled in the garage? And I'm like, uh, no. And he says, um, well, I don't know what did it, but it wasn't me. No, I've already prayed that the Lord would forgive him for his little fib. I know it was him, uh, but uh, you know, of course, he doesn't want me to think it was him. But anyway, so and oh, and 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 coincidentally, this event occurred at the same exact time that he was carrying a 44 pound bag of pedigree adult dog food into the garage to you know stick in a corner. Anyway, uh, so you know, but it wasn't him. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh. And it was oil-based. It was white oil-based kilts, right? Thank goodness it was only a quart if it was a gallon. And my black car, uh, you know, it's not a Jeep. Let's put it that way. But it's very old. It's a 2004. Uh, but if I went out and bought a new one of those, it would be about $65,000. Now, I bought it secondhand, and I got a really good deal on it and all that kind of stuff. And that's kind of beside the point. But um, it's old, you know, and uh, but it's still in exceedingly good condition, with the exception of the inside because, you know, my dogs jump in there and they, you know, seats and all that. But anyway, so um, – so I, I thank God this, you know, the paint didn't splatter over on my car, um, uh, but it really hit the floor, you know, fiercely. And uh, anyway, so I, I just, you know, I, I maintain my cool. So I get a pat on the back from Jesus for that. Thank you, Jesus. And I, uh, you know, played along with him. I didn't, I'm no accusations. I didn't want to upset him. And I, um, I, I said, hey, here, here's a big thing of uh, rags and here's some uh, paint thinner. Uh, you know, well, he decided he did didn't want to use the paint there. He decided he wanted to use gasoline, so he did. Uh, wouldn't have been my first choice, but anyway, um, you know, gasoline's kind of flammable if you get my drift. But anyway, so uh, long story short, he, he he did. He said that he did the best he could to clean it up, and I, 
it was a mess still. And uh, I got, you know, I'm not going to tear everything. I just got done putting up a bunch of shelves, gorilla shelves, mounting them, you know, with a hammer drill into the concrete block walls of the garage. Uh, you know, because in Florida, it's all concrete slab. You don't have any basements to store anything or no attics. And like, well, some places might have attics, but not my place. So anyway, um, uh, you know, so I, I'm not going to tear out all the gorilla shelves and remove the refrigerator and, and all that kind of stuff, you know, and like repaint the whole garage floor. Forget that noise. So I went out and I got myself a little black mat, you know, an indoor outdoor mat. Unfortunately, I found one that was exactly the right size, fits perfectly. And um, you can't see the, well, you know, the El Permanente stain until it's painted over. Uh, you know, and that's, that's the story of how it goes for me. You know, I, I went at Christmas time. Um, I had brother Bobby again, I'm not, I'm not picking on him, but I'm just saying, you know, just, just an example. I've had just as many challenges with brother Mike who has similar problems. And, um, and again, it's, it's my heart, you know, I know they need help. And so, uh, my heart's bigger than my brain, no doubt about it. Um, and, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm a glutton for punisher, or maybe I have no other options. In some cases, that's the case uh, for me to be able to go up at Christmas time this last Christmas, which now well, it, it wasn't as much fun as I was hoping it was going to be. But at least I got to see some snow and make a miniature snowman. And that was kind of fun. But, um, you know, when I came back to the house now, Bobby had cleaned the house and all that kind of stuff. But, well, I don't know if you all out there, how many of you all out there have cooktop stoves, you know, the kinds with the nice, smooth cooktops on them. And let's raise it. Praise Jesus. If you, oh, there's a lot of you. Okay, that's cool. All right. Yeah, so when I came back to the house, you know, um, everything was seemingly fine until I went to make my first uh, keto cheese omelet. Yipper doodles, the cooktop stove has a gigantic crack in it, but I did discover that it keeps on working. So it's like a Timex. As long as the crack is doesn't like break it in half or there's a large chunk or, or there's, you know, there's electrical elements that are, you know, there's holes in it, you're okay. Now they, and they even have a uh, cooktop um, crack specialized adhesive that you can like work into the crack a little bit and then let it sit. Now I haven't applied it yet and it's, and it's heat proof and all that kind of stuff, but right now it's still working. So I'm like, ah, the heck with it. I tried uh, to buy, I was thinking about, no, oh, well, I'll just go ahead and buy a new one. And sure enough, all those things that Glenn Beck was saying and all those people are saying about, you know, that uh, uh, there's this like humongous backlog for appliances and all that kind of stuff. They're right. Um, I found one that was a, you know, an equivalent replacement for the one that I have now. And it was like uh, a first possible availability of this model uh, was like sometime late in May, which was their way of saying, we might get some in May, and but you might get a letter from us saying that you paid for it, but it ain't here yet. You know, so now it's November, and then next thing you know, it's like you know you're you've already been raptured and you don't have your stove. So I'm just like, nah, the heck with it. I'll just use you know. But the only way that you can crack a cooktop stove is if you drop something on it, you know, like a big old Tabasco sauce bottle or something, while the thing is flaming hot. Okay, you do that, you're gonna crack it. 
And, uh, you know, I know I didn't do that. So anyway, anyway. So and I didn't even make mention of it to him. I, at first, I was like really upset. And then I and then I saw that it was still working. And I even considered taking it apart and putting on a new cooktop myself. But golly, those cooktop replacement assemblies are like three hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, and, you know, some of them are cheaper, but mine was like in three hundred. And I was thinking to myself, well, gosh, if I just, you know, why change out just the cooktop? For 350 bucks when, you know, and do all that work and everything when for another 300, I can get a brand spanking new one. And I've had this one since 2001 when I first moved in the house. So, you know, I was kind of like, ah, what the heck? I'll just, but then it was like, man, I'm like, forget that noise. So now I'm just go ahead and keep on living life. Happy as can be singing praises to the Lord with my broken cook dog. But by the way, still works. All right. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You know, alongside of my special mat for the for the garage. Welcome to my world. All right, anyway, praise Jesus, hallelujah. Kids, are you there? Are you ready? And again, so uh, to, to my point, um, I'm not really zeroing in on these particular events as being any type of special attack against me. But, folks, I can tell you that the website has been under some heavy attack. Uh, uh, the radio show may have been under heavy attack. I still cannot figure out for the life of me what went wrong. I don't know if it was patches. I don't know if it was blog talk radio. I don't know if it's going to happen any second now. And I'm praying that it doesn't, Lord Jesus, please. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. But, um, you know, I'm just getting it from all angles. I just want, you know, I really am. I'm getting it from all angles. Uh, And I know that there's a lot of you out there that are also getting it from all angles. And I was having a conversation with Elena. She's been helping me an awful lot with uh, a lot of the articles that have gone up on tribulation-now.org. Other people, too. um, uh, But uh, sending me some really great stuff that it's not, you know, she doesn't. That's not her specialty. She doesn't do that on her website, realmsofhope.wordpress.com. And that is, you got to spell that carefully because there's, you know, what, one of the ways that the devil is attacking a lot of us is there are, like, for example, to give you an idea how they're attacking me, these entities of darkness, it used to be that you type anything, tribulation space now into Google. And I, pa-pow, like the first, you know, three pages were nothing but tribulation-now.org articles, right? It was like that for a a decade. Well, now, if you type tribulation space now on Google, you don't see anything from from my work until you get to like page four. And that's how they do it, you know. So the Google Google goblins are clearly after me. Um, uh, and um, anyway, it, 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 so it's just you know after a while you just get used to it. I I don't know what's next. I don't know what's next. But I do praise God, every one of you, for your prayers. I do pray in the name of Jesus for a tenfold blessing and a, and and a fiery hedge of protection around everybody that does pray for me and all of the listeners of this program on a regular basis. I think we all need to be in intense spiritual warfare type prayers uh, which can be you know emotionally draining and such and you know and physically draining because emotionally draining equals physically draining uh, but um, but we need to be doing it for one another especially now and I think um, we need to step it up I really really honestly do we need to step it up I'm watching people that I have known for a long time slip and they're not coming back they're slipping and they're not coming back and they don't even realize that they're they're not making sense, and, and, and you know when they're saying stuff. And so anyway, I, I just I, I don't know what to say. It makes me stutter. I and 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 it's it's more you know it's 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 a bunch. It's not, you know it's it's not 
one individual or whatever. I, I, I get emails from people, text message communications and things like that. Um, and, uh, and you know, sometimes they come back around and I'm like, praise Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Cause the scripture says we're supposed to reconcile because then you have gotten, you know, restored, you know, your friendship with a brother, uh, you know, I'm summarizing, but, um, you know, so, so I always try to do that, but sometimes it's just not possible. And then the, yet anyway so if you're if you're under a lot of attack folks and you're doing your prayer warrior thing and you're seeking the lord and you're spending a lot of time in the secret place of the most high praising jesus and uh, worshiping our father worshiping the father worshiping jesus is just loving on them and telling them how much just you know father you are awesome praise you father thank you lord i praise you lord you can sing to him praise you jesus Hallelujah. Praise you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I praise you for you are awesome, Father. That is worshiping our Father. That is very different than prayer when you're when you're making requests. Okay? There's nothing wrong with doing well, we really ought to spend a lot of time in worship. Anyway, because the Lord God, you know, inhabits the praises of his people and praise is a very powerful weapon against the demons uh, and, you know, the effects of them on your life. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And also, I'd like to shout out a word of thanks to those who were blessed by the prayer vigil, the beginning of the prayer vigil, uh, this last um, on the 4th on Friday, uh, where the Lord powerfully led me to try to help people receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So if you are interested in seeking the baptism of the Holy Spirit, um, then that would be a good radio show for you to look look up. Uh, I do recommend some DVDs that are that would be helpful. I recommend some music that would be helpful and some methods that would be helpful, and um, and set some examples to help people as well. And I did get a number of communications from believers out there that uh, loved it, forwarded it to other people, uh, and the other people were like, "Oh, this is awesome!" Uh, so praise God for that encouragement because you know what, when you're when you're sitting in a dark room by yourself with a couple of dogs staring at you. Uh, saying, you know, hey, Dad, um, <clears throat> excuse me, but you haven't given us pig's ears yet. You know, uh, it, it, when that's really kind of the extent of your life, <laughs> you know, minus the stress of of your job and everything else under the sun and paint spilled, you know, oil-based paint spilled <laughs> and broken cooked oxen, you know, and uh, you know, what's next, you know. All right, praise Jesus, hallelujah. So anyway, so don't don't be surprised, folks. The hordes of hell have been released on the earth, as far as I can tell. It doesn't appear that there's going to be any reprieve. Uh, this is actually a blessing. Um, I think most of us, I can, I'm raising my hand anyway, uh, imagined this to kind of like go down a lot faster than it is. Okay, now I'm not saying that it's not happening fast and it's not increasing with great intensity on a logarithmic level. That's not what I'm saying. It is. Okay, but what, I'm, what, but what I am saying is I think our imaginations, at least mine did, mine imagined that the end times events would happen so rapidly that, you know, or, you know we would basically be thrust into darkness, uh, anticipating the rapture, uh, you know, dealing with the intense heat, you know, as you would have to in Florida, or the intense cold as you would have to up north or whatever, unless you had a wood, wood burner. But anyway, um, uh, you know, but it isn't. And, you know, it, it is, it's moving forward, and we need to praise God for that. Thank you, Jesus. I never pray against God's judgments. I never do. Our, I know what the Scripture says about them, and God, you know, it's, 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 you know, at midnight I will rise to give thanks to you because of your righteous judgments. I mean, praise Jesus. You know, so, uh, Isaiah 26, verse 9, uh, when your judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. You know, the, the, these things are, are things to be praising God over, and um, unfortunately, because of our flesh, a lot of believers 
prayers out there pray fervently for God's will not to be done. Now, they don't really think that they are, but they actually are. Um, uh, you know, anytime that you're praying that, you know, the Bible won't come true, especially when you see it coming true like you're reading a newspaper, um, then, you know, I'm kind of thinking that they're not ending their prayers with God's will be done. You know what I'm saying? All right. Well, anyway, praise God. Um, I do. I always do. I'm I'm uh, excited about the things that are happening right now, but I am also a little bit frustrated. I think we all are. Nobody likes to be bold-faced lied to like we're all being lied to. And quite fa- quite frankly, the vast majority of the world is falling for the wag the dog problem. If you have not seen the movie Wag the Dog, um, I highly recommend that you get it. Now, granted, it is very – the scope of what happens in Wag the Dog is essentially identical to what is happening to us today. However, what's happening to us today is on a grandiose scale. And the other thing about Wag the Dog is that that movie, while it's you know essentially identical to the dynamics that are, we are seeing today – the forces of darkness always follow the rule of well they're always trying to accomplish more than one thing so you can't assume is you know are they trying to do a or are they trying to do B or are they trying to do C or because I can see that there's somebody moving around live inside, you know, needing help with the zipper on their body bag while somebody from Fox News, by the way, if you want to see that, just go to tribulation-now.org and hunt for uh, it's only the second row down. Uh, and the title is look. Fake body bags busted again. That came in from, from Brother Tramil in Belgium. Uh, and uh, sure enough, there's a, just like with Building 7, uh, seeing it, you know, during that whole thing with uh, World Trade Centers, which was a total setup. Um, the, uh, there's, there were, I, have the, I have the video. You know, if you, if you haven't seen Loose Change, Loose Change, if you haven't seen that documentary, it used to be widely available for free to watch on Netflix. It might still be there. I don't know. Uh, if you haven't seen it, you should. And there's a whole bunch of more. I got I got a doc, so many documentaries on on the lies of uh, 9/11. It's just unbelievable. But anyway, um, uh, you know, there there you have it. You know, the CNN anchor, and she's going, uh, "This just in," and she pulls out her you know Rush Limbaugh paper from you know wherever. Building seven has just collapsed. Building seven has just collapsed. And then like right behind her. <laughs> Building 7. It's still standing. It's perfectly fine. And um, so there's like so many when they're when they're undertaking a massive planned orchestrated wag the dog lie like they're doing right now in the Ukraine. Um, uh, they have many, many, many reasons. Who are these day people? These are Satan's. Board of Directors. These are the Rhodes Roundtable. This is the Tavistock Institute. This is the Royals, the Blue Bloods, the Shapeshifting Reptilians, the Draconians. Okay, the Draconians, the, the pecking order really, to the best of my studies over 11 years of time, is Satan, Lucifer, okay, the greatest created being ever demoted to Satan. He is on a, uh, he is on a, you know, an executive severance package. You know, so if somebody says, "Why doesn't God kill Satan or Lucifer?" Because God is using Lucifer to bring in, bring in, bring us in. Because you know, oh, it's all over the Bible. You just got to be able to see it, and a lot of people can't. Um, but anyway, um, uh, so he's on an executive severance package, and I'm not even going to get into the fact that there, you know, the, there's a second Gog and Magog thing after the New Jerusalem comes down, and, and Jesus is doing his millennial reign, and then Satan is released again, and I'm like, what? 
I got to do like, you know, the Paul Bagley thing. I'm like flipping out, read. I can't even hardly read that part. I'm like, man, I hope I'm part of the transformed bride because the new Jerusalem descends like a, a you know, uh, a, adorned like a bride. So that tells me the transformed bride, the Lord Jesus Christ and her new bodies uh, is inside the new Jerusalem. And I hope that we don't have to go out, quite frankly. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Um, yeah, that's pretty much how I feel about the whole thing. But that's OK. That's because I, you know, maybe I don't understand or maybe I do understand. And it's like, oh, no. All right. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. So anyway, I don't want to completely run out of time. I want to give as much time to Brother uh, Stephen Ben Danoon, who actually, or Stephen Ben Noon, who actually has uh, some of the most amazing. I mean, when I heard uh, just just a, a snippet of one of his YouTubes, I was like, oh, my gosh, he has nailed it. All right. And I'm sure he has a lot more information to share with us as well. Kids, you ready? All right. Kids. This is kind of a long joke. It's a little complicated, so you're going to have to listen closely. An eight-year-old girl went to the office with her father on Take Your Kid to Work Day. As they were walking around the office, the young girl started to cry. She was getting very cranky. And her father asked, what, what's wrong, honey? And she says, as the staff was gathering around and she was sobbing loudly, Daddy, where are all those clowns that you said you work with? <laughs> she wanted to see a clown, right? <laughs> okay. All right. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And on that note, we got 11 minutes. We're going to bring on Brother Stephen. Um, I just texted him earlier today, so we're, we are on and all systems go. And let's go ahead and hit the news. It's, it's the Ladies same old stuff. It's the same old stuff. your attention, please. It's not normal. It's just wrong. Uh, it's not normal. It's disturbing. Game over. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. First one up. Uh, again, to repeat, North, North Florida wildfires prompt hundreds of evacuations as officials declare local state of emergency. Now, I've seen them when they break out in Florida. And, uh, man, it looks like a war. At least the one that I saw. It was, it was several separate wildfires in separate parts of Charlotte County. And you could look out over the horizon, and they were individual ones. And they had come from a controlled burn, and there were some heavy winds, and of course, it started these individual fires, and it looked like a war zone, like individual gigantic, humongous bombs were dropped all over the place, like a half a dozen of them, and there were planes skydiving and, you know, dropping water, and it was just absolutely, and then, of course, I was at a client site, and there were people that were, like, freaking out because it was near their houses and everything, and, you know, anyway... Not good. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Russia Today reports India wants to bypass the dollar to keep trading with Russia. Well, folks, I don't know. I, I, I was trying to explain to somebody who's super hyper intelligent, but has a lot of catching up to do. I, I, you know, he was saying to me, well, Russia and China aren't going to, you know, they're not getting together. You know, they're, they're never going to get together. I, that was his opinion. And I, I said, bro. 
just go out and type BRICS, B-R-I-C-S. They, they have already formed a financial consortium to bypass all of the sanctions, uh, you know, uh, and it's, it's uh, Brazil, uh, Russia, India, and China. Those are the main countries, but I'm sure there are other members of BRICS as well. All right, and this has been going on for years and years and years and years and years. So they are fully prepared, uh, and that alliance has been around for quite some time. Praise God. Next, next one up. Okay, sign of the time news. Forest fires burn out of control in uh, Valparaiso or Valparaiso or whatever, Chile. So we got fires here in the U.S. in the middle of the winter. That's kind of pretty kind of planet X-y and weird if you ask me. And, of course, we have the traditional southern hemisphere um, mega fires um, also taking place all over the place and flooding. Horrible, horrible apocalyptic flooding is taking place. Wow, I got the hiccups. That's just dandy. Um, anyway, um, in Australia, so Australia is just getting absolutely pummeled, folks. It is just, oh, my goodness gracious. Anyway, next one up. Hallelujah. Here we go. All right, Blaze Media Reports, World Economic Forum. Hey, that's where our buddy Klaus Schwab, we will, we will institute the, the global reset. by having a cyber attack. It will make the pandemic. When the power grid goes down, it will make the pandemic look like a bad day in the park. (sighs) What a nice guy. Just want to invite him over for some, you know, turkey. Tell him about Jesus. Can he get to be effective? I don't know. Anyway, um, Blaze Media again reports, World Economic Forum unveils new digital ID plan, and it's absolutely terrifying, they say. What do you think that's the precursor for? Hmm? Yeah. Because eventually it'll be like, wait a minute, you know, you got... You got Motorola phones, you got Apple phones, you got Android phones, you got Google phones, you got, uh, you know, iPhones, you got this version, you got that version, and the app doesn't work on this, and the app works on that, and and all that other stuff. They're going to be like, okay, let's just put a chip on your hand, and everybody will be, yay! Are you kidding me? Uh, Anyway, and I wonder how many of the churchianity churches out there will be going, oh, that's not the mark of the beast, because they just got some notion in their head 10 years ago from some 3995 DVD set that they bought, and they're out there telling their entire congregation, oh, no, go get it, no problem. I, I, folks, we're going to see some all. I, I hope we're not here for this. Um, my Bible says in Revelation 3.10, because you have kept my command to persevere, I will keep you from the hour of trial that comes to test those who dwell upon the earth. <coughs> Excuse me. All right. Hallelujah. All right. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Next one up. Queen makes generous donation to the Ukraine humanitarian appeal. Wait a minute. Wait. Let me get this straight. I'll zoom in on this. Make sure I get this. Yep. Yep. So the Queen and Prince Charles and Prince William have made a wonderfully humongous $55 million donation to the Ukraine situation. Actually, it's more than that, looks like. Um, and you know what? <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. I can't resist, folks, really. Under the circumstances, this is actually being very, very kind. Because we're talking about you've got Satan, then you've got the Draco Reptilians. They're next in line in the pecking order, which many of, many of which shapeshift into humans, sort of like Hillary Clinton. Um, then you've got 
the next ones down on the pecking order, which are the regular reptilians, but then underneath those, and there's a whole bunch of different species of those, and it gets complicated because the Anunnaki were dorking around with the genes and stuff for the making the slave race, you know, 400,000 years ago, and it, yeah, it gets complicated. There's a whole bunch of different. But anyway, um, but then you've got the blue bloods, which are shape-shifting reptilians, most of them, uh, probably all of them. And then you've got, of course, the world leaders, many of which who have given their souls to, you know, for perfect possession, as uh, Father Malachi Martin called it. But that's being taken over by a shape-shifting reptilian, which is in the Testament of Reuben and the Testament of Amaran. These are Nakash, uh, the shining ones, the two-legged serpent creatures. Okay, they can change themselves in the shape of men. They have eyes like vipers, but they have to drink blood to keep maintain their shape. I mean, this is by now this should be old news. All right, hallelujah. But anyway, this this queen thing making a humanitarian uh, donation to the crazy lies that are being told in the Ukraine. All I can I got a sound effect just for that. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Uh, hopefully you're not surprised, surprised, surprised. All right, next headline up. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Watching the time. Ukraine says that nearly 20,000 mercenaries are on route. But just who are they? Chechens? There's some mean dudes. You don't want them coming. Um, but anyway, so again, what – Fox News has been playing all day long this hospital that was blown up over in Mariupol. There was also a uh, five-story apartment complex blown up. We've all heard about, you know, Chernobyl and the other plant, you know, bombs, fires, stuff. That isn't Russia. Okay? Let's be advised. That ain't Russia. Russia is spending more – this would be over with. Okay, if Russia wasn't spending time putting out the fires that the Nazis and the the murders and the slaughters that these they're real Nazis. They really are. If you know anything about World War II, when Hitler moved across to Ukraine, the entire doggone army, a regular army, pretty much joined up with Hitler. They all became Nazis. Okay, and these are the sons of them. and, And they take it very seriously. And their hatred has lived on from World War II until today. And they murder people. They hate people that speak Russian. And a large part of the population, they slaughter. Oh, folks, it's just not that complicated to get. And they, 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 they are very evil. They put rocket launchers in civilian areas. They put landmines in, in places where they're murdering their own population in hopes of world opinion changing with the help of CNN, with the help of the House of Windsor, with the help of just about every – I mean it's just unbelievable. And now China and Russia are coming out, and they're like saying, listen, we busted you on those biolabs. You're in violation of all kinds of treaties. You need to come clean. And we're not even paying them any attention. Why would we, right? We want World War III to start, don't we? Right. Okay, anyway, uh, next one up, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Watching the time. Uh, Agreement to restore the Iran nuclear deal expected within days. Now, remember, folks, this is the old one, the bad one that was instituted by Obama, where he just gave him, like, you know, pallets full of incredible amounts of cash. Okay, um, this is the kind of thing that, you know, Bennett and Israel isn't going to be too happy about. What they're going to do about it, I don't know, but it's not going to result in a bunch of folks shaking hands and singing Kumbaya. Let's leave it at that. Next one up. 
All right, free West Media reports. Former Ukrainian prime minister uh, says that Putin has saved hundreds of thousands of lives. In a message on Facebook, um, uh, Azarov, who is the former Ukrainian prime minister, underscored that NATO had been planning a nuclear attack on Russia, which, by the way, how long have we been talking about that on this show? I've been telling people the SM3 and SM2 missiles and the stuff that they put in those dad, those are retrofitable. You could you can snap off the the warhead and put a tactical nuke warhead. Putin knows this. He knows this. So when he's you know and and of course we're going now they're just anti aircraft. That's all they are. They're just dad missiles. No. He doesn't want those things within range of Moscow. It's amazing that he's held back this long. And the way things are going right now. I'll be surprised if he holds back in the Ukraine. I would not be surprised if that little kid's prophecy from Russia that I was given that said that uh, the Baltic states turn against NATO and uh, Moldova and Latvia join back up with the USSR. I would not be at all surprised if that happens. Things are ugly, and people are not that dumb. Even Iran. Look, Saudi Arabia won't even take phone calls from the shape-shifting reptilian that calls itself Biden. They won't. He's trying to call them and say, hey, man, step up oil production. To, you know, No, forget it. It, it, it. This is all intentional, folks. This is the collapse of petrodollar. This is the jettison us into the third seal global financial collapse. I just didn't see it coming that quick, but it looks like it's pretty close. All right, next one up. China demands answers from United States for 26 bio labs in the Ukraine. And by the way, their little report <laughs> that they put out on Twitter, it wasn't very nice. Let's just leave it at that. Another headline, China demands answers from the United States over Russian revelations about the military bio labs in the Ukraine. And I could go in and read. Look, here's another report. Moscow, United States funded bio labs in Ukraine engaged in, listen to this, development of components for biological weapons. Okay. See, now we're, we came forward and said, oh, oh, wait a minute. You know, we, we forgot. Oh, doggone it. Doggone it. We forgot about the, those 20 or 30 bio labs. You know, we said they weren't there, but, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. My memory's coming back to me, and yeah, they are there. But we're just making like, you know, kind of like, you know, uh, what is it? Christmas Vacation with Chevy Chase, you know, a new um, cereal varnish. Yeah, yeah, that's the ticket. We're just making cereal varnish. The problem is Russia's already got all the paperwork. They already know exactly what they found. This stuff is bioweapon material. But who would be surprised? We just got attacked by our first global planned bioweapon attack, and they're still doing it through the vaccinations. Next one up. From fake news to proven fact, in two weeks, United States Undersecretary and State Victoria Newland confirms this would be an American United States State uh, uh, Secretary of State Victoria Newland confirms Ukraine bioweapons lab. She suddenly remembered. Oh, oh you're going to love this one. How about this one? All right, this is from Great Game India reporting. They, sometimes they come out with some fabulous stuff, lots of links where you can go in and dig and confirm it, citations from other reports. But listen to this report. Documents expose Barack Obama ordered construction of the biolabs in the Ukraine to create dangerous pathogens. Oh, 
Isn't it fascinating that all the fake news, fact-finding liars from all of the uh, counterintelligence agencies in the glass buildings that, that line the streets on both sides past Langley, okay, isn't it fascinating how they, the, they go out as fact-checkers, as paid Google goblins. Okay, isn't it fascinating how you type in anything about, you know, uh, Fauci and uh, Obama going to the Wuhan lab together with $13.5 million and all that kind of stuff? Boy, you got like, you know, what, eight to 10 pages, maybe 20 or 30 pages of denial, 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 fake news, denial, denial, fake news, fake news. Guess what, folks? Busted. As soon as you see that, you know that it's the truth. You don't even need to continue your search. And they're starting to infiltrate DuckDuckGo right now, although <clears throat> still it's like 10,000 times better than anything you're going to get from the Google goblins. All right, praise God. Next one up. U.S. threatens China over Russia trade. Oh, that's absolutely – from a timing standpoint, that's absolutely brilliant. Do you know that we get all of our uranium and everything for our, our, our defense from Russia? Isn't it fascinating that we, we're, we're cutting off everything? Not the uranium. We get a little bit from Canada. Um, oh, and what about China? Rare earth, rare earth minerals. Wow. No rare earth minerals. They, they, they control the entire global market. They've even gone in and bought out the, uh, the, uh, the, the digs in, um, in Africa with rare earth minerals. So they've made sure they cornered the market on them. Well, guess what? No fighter jets, no advanced electronics, advanced radar systems in the military don't work no more. No cell phones. Bye-bye. Uh, any decent-speeded, you know, any computer that's of any, you know, state-of-the-art, forget it. Won't work. Can't make them. Do you think it might have an effect on our trade? What, wait a minute. What, what if China goes in and takes over Taiwan? Do you think they're going to do anything about it? No. They're going to say, how dare you take over Taiwan? We're going to sanction you. And the Chinese are going to laugh and say, you're going to face 1.4 billion steely, angry Chinese. So shut up. Which they did. They already came out and said that. You know. Anyway, praise God. Next one up, Ted Cruz hammers Biden for claiming that the Russian invasion is solely to blame for gas prices, which, of course, we all know is, well, it's, it's insane. Uh, and, of course, Washington Free Beacon reports Saudis refuse phone calls with Biden amid surging gas prices. You know, come on. Um, they, oh, and they're saying that COVID-19, people that got it, it causes, you know, measurable brain shrinkage, which... I don't know. Maybe it'll explain why we're having such a difficult time witnessing to people. It's, I, don't, I don't know. I'm just trying to figure it out. There's all kinds of reports on imports on oil, uh, the gas industry, Nord Stream 2, the effects on Europe. I mean, really, every, you know, the West is essentially shooting themselves in the feet. But you know what? You, and, you, and, they, and they're going to tell you, well, it's all for the greater good of you know, uh, this, that, and the other thing, which, of course, is a lie from Satan. And um, anyway – it's about the petrodollar. It's about the global collapse. It's about jettisoning. Look, read your Bible. World War III, collapse of the dollar, seal, the black horse, and the pale horse. That's what this is about. Now, how long is it going to take for us to actually get there? I don't know. None of us know. All right, praise God. But anyway, thank you, Jesus. We're going to go ahead and bring on Brother Stephen Ben Noon. Hallelujah. And uh, here we go. Oh, 
Praise God. Brother Steven, are you there? I am here. Awesome. You know, I you have I know you have more insider information than I could ever dream of having. And I'm just going to go ahead and say thank you very much for joining us tonight. And I, I just feel led to just let, you know, kind of like, you know, because you and I, when we get together, sometimes we just can't. You know, we're sharing notes back and forth because, like, you know, I don't know. It's almost like. It's almost like we were born in the same house and like you were my little brother or something. But anyway, um, I just wanted to go ahead and turn the mic over to you. I know that people want to hear, you know, I'm touching, I'm greasing the surface of some of the stuff maybe, but um, I know that your intel is far superior to mine. And I, I know that the listeners want to hear what the Lord has revealed to you and also what your contacts, um, you know, which will remain remain nameless for good reason, uh, you know, uh, are telling you as well, because the things that are happening out there, we, you know, uh, I don't know. It's a wag the dog situation. That's got a little bit of real war action in it. A lot of Nazi action, a whole lot of false flags and a lot of fakery and trickery. And, you know, that's just grazing the surface. So anyway, on that note, brother, thank you for joining us. And I'm going to go ahead and turn the mic over to you unless you beckon me from my virtual folding chair. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Thank you, John. I really, really appreciate being on with you as, as always and, and always an insightful program uh, that you put together. Uh, this this rabbit hole is going to go very, very deep uh, tonight. So I think that's one of the key things that uh, we're going to get into because I am aware of a lot of different things from a lot of different angles, so I'm hoping that by the things that I do know that I'll be able to share things with the people there that will really be a blessing to everybody. So with with that being stated, uh, we've, been in, we've been into some very, very, very deep conversations here. Um, and as far as people up in Washington, we were trying to, trying to prevent this issue with Russia from happening. But, you know, at the same time, though, John, when they talk about preventing these things from happening, I'm always kind of mystified by those that terminology because I know that everything is scripted. You know, this this is really part of a new world order. I mean, as as maybe as nutty as that may sound to a lot of people, it is. And they know the direction they're going in. Um, and, uh, and sometimes I think that we're, we're fate, what we're dealing with more so is we're dealing with, um, how would you put it? What these world leaders are scrambling for and fighting over for their, for their, their, their part of the territory. Maybe that's the better way to put it, but the whole situation with Ukraine, we knew this was coming, uh, I had been contacted by people in D.C. quite a bit before Russia had gone in there. But what people didn't know about is that Ukraine, or excuse me, NATO had already been backing, uh, NATO had been backing a plan to overthrow Luhansk and Donetsk uh, for, for quite some time. Russia had gotten that intel, and they knew it was coming. And so Russia decided a day before uh, they were going to strike instead. And uh, but we had sent in we'd sent in Marines up into Poland, 
we had sent the Marines down to Romania and basically so that we could cut Russia off in the event they tried to stop the takeover of Luhansk and Donetsk. And I should have kind of knew this anyway because I already knew back last year that Biden was sending in the Ukrainian troops to provoke Russia into a war with Ukraine. That's the way it was put to me last year. They want to provoke Russia to a war. And I'm like, you know, what's the real, what's the real reason for this? And, and again, it, it should have been obvious to me because of Egypt. Now, I know, John, that's going to sound strange. Egypt, what has Egypt got to do with Ukraine? Well, I... I'd also been told last year that, that what would happen would be that Ukraine, or excuse me, not Ukraine, but when Egypt falls economically, that would be the start of the total global economic collapse. So I'm like, okay. Uh, and I remember that uh, I was told then last year that, that the steps had already been put in motion for that collapse, and I asked, well, what are the steps? Well, no, they would not tell me what the steps were. They just said steps are put in motion for their collapse. But I was told, though, the reason for that. Uh, the reason they wanted Egypt to collapse is because they want to get a, they want to get control of that nation for the sake of the things that are hidden within the Sphinx itself. Uh, and I don't know necessarily what all is in there other than there's ancient documents. There's supposed to be some kind of hidden library in there. So that was the one thing that I thought was interesting. But then what were the things put in motion? Well, I figured it out after the war started with Ukraine because it just so happens that 90% of all the wheat and sunflower oil that goes into Egypt that keeps these people alive comes from Ukraine and Russia. So now, uh, one economist report just came out that Egypt completely collapsing as a result of this war. Now I knew what they meant when they said everything was already put in motion for the collapse of the Egyptian economy. So this is going to have a domino effect, and this is exactly what they want. They want this domino effect because ultimately the West wants Egypt, just like we wanted Iraq. And a lot of people thought we wanted a rock because of the oil. No, we wanted a rock because of Nimrod's tomb. And Nimrod's tomb was the information we needed to make CERN become the, uh, the, not just a regular hydrogen collider, but a hydrogen collider that could go into multi-dimensions. And that information was in Nimrod's tomb. And once Saddam Hussein had announced that uh, they had found the tomb of Nimrod, we immediately began to come up with a pretext to get a war to go there and get that body and also get the the information that we knew from other ancient documents that were classified to get his get that get what was in his tomb out of that tomb. And of course we actually did that. When we went to Mosul, that's exactly what we did. This is why that war was so important to the United States. And now for some reason Egypt is as well. But where are we at now? And you mentioned, I heard you mention early on in the broadcast, John, you began to talk about the labs um, that, they are, that, that are over there in Ukraine. Yes, there's 30 labs there. Yeah. And they have, been, they have been using the people of Ukraine as guinea pigs. It kind of reminds me of what Israel did 
people may not be aware of this, but Israel, uh, under Shimon Peres, he's the one that negotiated the deal in order to be able to get a nuclear bomb. But in order to get that nuclear bomb, the United States government said we need tests done to see how that uh, children will hold up under under uh, high doses of radiation. Barry Chamish, who is world world famed uh, journalist, Israeli journalist for that matter. Barry was a good friend of mine. He's he's passed on now, but Barry wrote the book Who Who uh, Who Killed Yitzhak Rabin. That's what made him famous. But he also wrote a book called The Ringworm Children. And in that book, he documents how that Shimon Perez had taken and used the Sephardic Jewish children as guinea pigs, giving them 200 times more the lethal dose of radiation in order to pacify the U.S. government in order for them to get a nuclear bomb. That's how that happened. And now we find out in Ukraine the exact same thing has been going on. In fact, we've had several cases. I was just looking at a Russian documentary just recently where they were talking about the numbers of deaths in Ukraine from the people that work at those plants. I think in one case last year, 427 uh, people died in the city of one particular uh, experimental plant that they have there. And, of course, all the people that work there have to, deci- have to sign agreements that they won't sue the government if any of this stuff does happen. So, yes, Russia has been taking out those places as well, and now we send in a team to try to repair them and secure them, or we, we call it securing it, right? But, um, but by the way, the war is not going to stay limited to Ukraine. And that's something that maybe we as Americans may not know. Um, I was very much intimately involved in this whole process here because the people I know in D.C. were trying to find a way to leak out information on Biden and Hunter before the war broke out. They thought it might pacify Russia and that this could this war could be overted, and what that was, John, was that Hunter Biden. Well, or let me back up and put it like this: Here, people that, that are listening, you guys will remember when uh, the the last meeting that that President Biden and President Putin had together. They did it with a teleconference, uh, not tele, you know, but by internet, by by uh, secure link. And they were supposed to meet face-to-face, but Putin would not permit the face-to-face meeting. He chose only to do it the way he did. Now, the public was given one part of what was said in this meeting, but we were never given the full disclosure. I happen to know, though, what was in the transcript of the full disclosure of that meeting, and I know that Putin challenged Biden for what him and his son have been doing in Ukraine and skimming off money and money laundering uh, that they have been involved in in the tunes of millions of dollars going back to the U.S. for every for every dollar that is not spent uh, on the or every excuse me every cubic meter of gas that the Nord Stream pipeline will not pump Biden and his son they get a huge kickback. And they do that through a lot of money laundering, uh, shell companies, things of that nature there. And there were people, we have good people in our government that wanted to expose this because they knew what was in the transcript. They knew Putin said that if they didn't take and stop what they're doing, they're going to prepare for war. That's what Putin said. 
You either you either play the game fair, which they all are crooks. I mean, Putin's not any different. He's a crook as well. You know, but but the thing is, is they kind of have like a, a a code of ethics in their in their little crooked ways, right? And so it's a it's a matter of all right, play the game fair, or prepare for war. Well, Biden just wasn't going to back down, and this is where everything got really really bad. Biden refused to back down, and when that happened, of course. I'm being told about these things, and I was even told at one point that the Joint Chiefs of Staff met with some of the advisors and told them, because, you know, when they go, when they have their meetings and stuff with the Joint Chiefs of Staff there, the vice president is the one that's normally present, present at that meeting. It's not normally the president. It's the vice president. But they were told, when you come into the meeting, don't bring up anything about Hunter Biden and that this is the real reason why we're having problems with Russia, because if you do, you're going to be fired. And if you're fired, it's going to make life, you know what, for us. And they reminded him. You remember when uh, Obama was president, all the generals that he fired and stuff because they wouldn't play ball with him. And in one case, there was one particular uh, person that was fired. They lost all of their benefits. They lost all of their retirement, everything. So they said, take it seriously. So now that this threat was out there, you know, they figure, well, well, let's leak some of this information to the Ukrainian media of what they're doing, and then maybe that way the ball can get rolling, and then we can put enough pressure on, on, on the president to where they'll back off and we can calm the situation down. Well, then we found out the Ukrainian media got a threat from the United States that if you publish anything about Hunter Biden and Joe Biden in the media, we're going to take and we're going to pull all of our funding from you. So then the Ukrainian media would not leak the information out. So now they were turning to independent media, hoping that the mainstream media might would pick it up. And that's where we were trying to get the ball rolling, and it didn't work. Didn't Well, actually, I should say it maybe would have worked if we'd had more time. And granted, John, they... The, uh, some of the people in Washington, they felt like that Russia wouldn't attack this soon. They felt like it'd be a little bit later. But then again, as I mentioned to you already, NATO already had a plan anyway, and they were planning on bringing down uh, Don't Ask Any in the first place. So why they thought it would not happen until this coming winter in, in December or so is beyond me, especially if NATO already knew that they, what they had planned was, gonna, was, was fixing to take place in the first place, that Russia wouldn't strike first. So Russia strikes first. Now, then we run into another issue that was going on. Before Russia attacked Ukraine, we had already intercepted for two weeks prior to that that the Russians were talking to the Chinese and to the Iranians about what was going to happen in Ukraine. And to top that off, they weren't just talking about what was going to happen in Ukraine. They were also discussing... um, asking China if we run into a situation where we this war spreads further, even to the mainland United States, can we count on you? China said, if you decide that you need to go after the United States, we will do the invasion from the north. I was told at that time, John, that China has enough troops in Canada to be able to launch a very successful invasion of our country from the north. I know that there are, there are people out there 
that are very much aware. They have brought it out on social media that Justin Trudeau does have Chinese troops. Most people think it's only to the, I think, to the western part of the, part of the country. There are far more Chinese troops in Canada than people would ever even imagine. Uh, they were brought in there under the guise of winter training. And initially, the attack on the United States was kind of predetermined to be late 2024. That's what this attack was supposed to be. And China was slowly but surely going to also build a force on our southern border as well. But because of everything being escalated and moved up, this is what's changed a lot of the things that are going on now. Uh, Another thing, Iran had already moved into Venezuela, drone technology, not only the technology to build the drones, but drones as well. The other one, one thing that's important to note as well, we know that Russia, for example, we've been monitoring the Poseidon, which is Russia's drone, a submarine drone that they can launch from a submarine that is nuclear capable. I've known since December that those drones are, are armed and patrolling our eastern seaboard from Cuba. Cuba is a launching station. So they're already patrolling the, 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 the waters uh, off of the eastern seaboard of the United States. They're very difficult to track because of the way that they're built and their size. Uh, we use the technology that Tesla developed that actually peels back uh, the layers of the earth like an onion. But, uh, and that, therefore, there's not a submarine, there's not, a, there's not an aircraft on the planet that we don't know where it is at any given moment in time of the day. But the Poseidon has posed a greater challenge because the blip is very hard to detect. Then we top it off with another problem. We are currently tracking a nuclear device, or radioactive maybe I should say, um, device that is in the area of New York. We've been tracking that for over a month. That's not. I can't say how that's tracked. I, I just have to kind of leave that for people just to wonder about it. But we also have the technology that we can pretty much about 99% accuracy track every radioactive device on the planet. So if you, if Russia were to move a nuclear device somewhere, or or Iran, and yes, Iran does have nuclear weapons. They tell you they don't, but they do. Uh, All these nations have these nuclear weapons, but we can tell where they are at any given point in time with the type of technology that we use to track them. And they don't want that released to the public, but we do know that there is something there, which kind of makes me a little suspicious because if you remember going back to 9-11, on 9-11, the Jewish community got a text in the, on a special app on their phones not to go to the World Trade Center that day. 4,000 Jews did not go to the Trade Center. And I'm Jewish, so I'm not against the Jewish people. You know, I'm just saying it's kind of interesting that that text went out there. Well, Turner pointed out recently that uh, the Orthodox community in New York sent all the young Orthodox community up to the Catskills early 
And they said they were doing it because they're concerned about the war with Ukraine and Russia and the United States and the tensions that it would pose a threat to, to, to New York. As I pointed out to a good friend of mine, he's an Israeli journalist, and he normally keeps me up to date on a lot of things coming out of Israel. He just told me, so we just got another warning for all the Jews. Not only did we did get the warning to leave Ukraine before the war started, he says now we're being told as Jewish people to leave Romania and Poland. Well, the reason they're going to leave Romania and Poland is because that's the two areas that we had sent in troops to be able to counteract Russia to begin with. So that now makes Romania and Poland become targets, and I'm pretty sure the war will end up spilling over there as well. Then, and of course, one other thing too, people have really got to know this one, John. Propaganda that's coming from the West about the war in Ukraine is unbelievable at the precedent of the propaganda. A lot of it showing Russia attacking and killing civilians. A lot of the footage is not real or it's it's old footage. In fact, they had one footage there they were showing. They said it was a Ukrainian girl yelling at uh, at a Russian soldier to go back home. Well, just so happens, I lived in Israel for a long time. I knew that the guy was Israeli. I knew the land was Israel, and I knew the little girl was Palestinian. And so I'm like, it's because she has blonde hair. It doesn't make her from Ukraine. Right? Hey, so, Steve. But yes, yes. Steve, I got I to gotta share yes. this with you. You're, you're going to totally love this. And, I, and, you know, so check it out. So I get a, a, a video from Chamil in Belgium. And I looked at it, and I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. So busted. It's just like the CNN news reporter that was reporting the Building 7 collapse, but right behind her was a picture of Building 7, and there it was standing up. I got all that stuff on terabytes of storage. Well, anyway, so I threw this up on the website immediately because when you look at it, I, I, call, I just gave it a little title. Look, fake body bags busted again. And they've got like a CNN or a Fox reporter. I recognize the guy. I just don't remember which station he's with. And, um, and he's making his report. The, we have body bags of people stacking up. The Ukrainians are dying like crazy. This is just a terrible thing. And there's just rows and rows and rows and rows and rows of body bags behind this guy. And then all of a sudden, one of the body bags starts moving. And this woman goes running behind the, the uh, reporter to help them re-zip up their body bag. They're not. They weren't even dead. It was totally staged. They, 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 it's unbelievable. I have so much stuff to prove. I've been watching live webcams in Kiev, live webcams um, uh, from all over. And and um, and Hannity is on uh, Fox News, and he's going, large explosions are taking place in Kiev as Russian troops are you know encroaching upon the capital. And I'm looking at nine live webcams, and it's as quiet as can be. Just as quite, not even so much as a flash of light, nothing. This is the biggest 9-11 wag the dog lie I have ever seen. Now, don't get me wrong. I know there are Russians moving in. I get all that. But it's the Nazis that are blowing the buildings up. It's the Nazis that are killing the people. They're the yes. ones putting the rocket launchers in the civilian uh, population areas and putting landmines out there and slaughtering and, and, and shooting down and blowing up, you know, apartment complexes. And and they're the ones who are, uh, you know, uh, bombing, uh, you know, setting off bombs at Chernobyl so that the Russians would get blamed for it. You know, because they know they're dead. If Russian gets a hold of them, they know they're dead. So they are, they are, their boxing gloves are, they're, they're go, doing whatever they got to do to survive. And these are the actual sons of the original Ukrainian army Nazis from World War II. 
Their idealism, their hatred for the Jews, their hatred for Russia, Russian-speaking people, it is identical to what happened when Hitler moved his troops in against Stalin. Because the Ukrainian army immediately changed sides, immediately joined Hitler, and they started slaughtering their own people even back then. So it's just a whole repeat of the whole de- – it's just unbelievable. But if you get a chance, you have got to see the fake body bag video. It is – well, it's case closed. Jury dismissed. Everybody go home. Guilty is charged. <laughs> it's unbelievable. You're right, John. And this is – I thought it was funny that they put these live camera feeds up in Kiev. And, uh, you know, there's another – there's a guy. His name's Russell Bentley. He's over in eastern Ukraine. He's been there. He's an American from Texas. Uh, Russell's been covering the war since 2014. And uh, – and 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 he gets it. Uh, he's been shut down on every platform in the United States thus far. Finally, they got him on YouTube as well. But uh, it is like you said; it's a neo-Nazi uh, mentality. It is the that's who's the military that that is being funded over there to do the fighting. And like you said, they turn it on their own people. Because they despise, I mean, 40% of the country is Slavic people, and they despise Slavic as well as the Jewish people as well. And so, you know, they're, they're definitely, they become the target of that nation. And it, this, this is, and, and then what really gets me, though, is why do they put Zelensky in charge then? A Chabad Jew in charge of the nation. Well, I know why, but, you know, you have to remember Hitler did the same thing. Hitler had a lot of Jewish people in his cabinet. They didn't tell nobody about that one, though, did they? You know, this is so global agenda, it's not even funny. And the direction they're moving and why they're moving in this direction, why they want to take, they want to bring the United States down in the process of this, all these things are happening, and nobody really gets why. Well, I've got a conjecture on that, and I want to share that with you, John. This is really going to be strange, right? And, and let me ask you this, John, because I don't want to say something to your listeners and be off base on anything. I want to ask you straight up, so because I don't want to cause any kind of a discord for anyone. When it comes to Planet X and things like that, John, where are you on that stage? Okay. Um, oh, I'm, I, I've studied Planet X for years and years. I have um, copies of the articles that go back to um, uh, Popular Science Magazine, 1983. I've got... Uh, the original articles that were published way back then, then it went silent for, uh, when Admiral, uh, when, uh, oh gosh, Harrington, who was the head of, uh, yes. astrophysicist for the Naval Institute, when he had met, after he had met, uh, Zechariah Sijin, he, he was convinced and he went ahead and told the world he's going to retire, uh, and take his telescope down to Antarctica because it's, a, it's approaching from the south of the ecliptic plane. And it's not just a planet. That's another problem. People get confused. It's, it's actually a collapsed brown dwarf star, just like ours. Uh, we're in a binary star system, and that's very, very, very common. Um, yellow dwarf star, stars uh, and binary star systems 
system to go hand in hand in the Milky Way galaxy, although they've got just now they're even putting fake news up there about that. Uh, but that's been widely known for decades. But anyway, um, yeah, I, 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 you know, to, to summarize, um, I have researched Planet X until I'm blue in the face. Um, I have uh, collected, you know, an innumerable uh, n- number of uh, two suns videos as well as uh, direct photography uh, over 11 years of time. Um, and, um, and also uh, in the book of uh, um, Enoch, um, chapter 65, it says, and Noah had seen the earth had tilted and knew that destruction was near. So um, the weird weather that we have right now, there, all this hubbub and fuss about our weather, it's all a distraction. It's, it's a sleight of hand. The only thing that can there, – there was a paper that came out by a scientist, an Italian scientist with the last name of Iorio that's still to this day available, a white paper that's published on Cornell University's website. And the title of the white paper is Of the Eccentricity of the Moon. Okay, and you read, read it, and even in his abstract at the beginning of the paper, Iorio mentions that the only possible uh, uh, Newtonian candidate uh, for the eccentricity of the moon that he was able to prove was happening with laser uh, ranging systems that he was using uh, over a long period of time, that the moon is in an, in an eccentric orbit. It is no longer moving around in a perfect circle around the Earth. Similarly, the Earth is no longer moving in a perfectly round circle around the sun. It used to be that our weather was purely a function of the tilt of the Earth, and the Earth was equidistant in its orbit around the sun. That is no longer the case. So what happens is when you go into an elliptical orbit as a planet in this solar system, even if it's a slight elliptical orbit, you have extremely hot summers and you have extremely cold winters, which by the way, there were military papers, which I collected back in the early 2000s um, that wrote about the implications of national security uh, in in the case of catastrophic climate change. Um, The Iorio paper on Cornell University actually mentioned the most likely Newtonian candidates for what he was seeing with the eccentricity of the moon's orbit was Tyke, um, Planet X, Nibiru, and uh, the Destroyer, which, of course, is the favorite term. That's that's also in the Bible under um, uh, Jeremiah, I believe it's Jeremiah 5-4 or Jeremiah 4-5, one or the other. I get them flipped around a little bit. The Destroyer of Nations is what it calls it. But the Colburn Bible, which is an ancient text for the Egypt, that just comes straight out and talks about it. Also, it's in 2nd Esdras 15, verse 40, okay, and 2nd Esdras was inside the original 1611 King James Version of the Bible, uh, First and Second Ezra's, and in Second Ezra's chapter 15, verse 40, it talks about the approach of the quote horrible star. Um, you know, I could go on and on and on and on. I've got white papers that I've collected data on. So to me, it's not even. It's not even. Uh, I don't even have to. There's no. There's no. I I wouldn't like. You That's know, good. Yeah. <laughs> But you know what I mean? If somebody came okay. on the show and said, I don't believe in Planet X, then I'd change the subject and we'd just move on. You know what I'm saying? But I already know that I know that I know that I know, you know? And I thought I thought you did. I, thought, I think we actually maybe discussed a little bit this last time. But this tells me, though, John, you've got, I've got to have you on Israeli News Live. I've got to have you come on to talk to our friends about this as well uh, because you even know it in areas that I'm not familiar with. So, yes, I definitely want to have you on on the subject. Let me, let me share, though, with your, your viewers something that's going to shock them. 
Planet X, I can tell you for a fact, is not a conspiracy theory. I'm saying that only in light of the fact because I was requested by people in our government last year to officially come on, as a, which I am a volunteer. I'm not a paid employee of the Pentagon. But I was asked to come on to give perspective on Planet X from ancient documents. That's my ex- area of expertise is in the study of the Hebrew language, the Dead Sea Scrolls, and I study other ancient documents as well. And I was asked on multiple different, I've been asked on multiple different levels, um, specific information because not only is our government, every gov- every large government in the world, China, the United States, Russia, the Vatican, as I have been told, is the gatekeepers for Planet X. When they developed the Lucifer Telescope, they developed that uh, not just with being able to see visually, but to be able to track by, um, uh, I forget what they call that word there, is where they can frequency. There we go. They, they can track infrared. by frequency. Infrared. When, when a yellow dwarf star collapses, it turns into a brown dwarf. The brown dwarf then becomes exceedingly highly magnetic. Um, it collapses to a very tiny per- percentage of the original size of the yellow dwarf, and then it it, it, the temperature in its collapsed state uh, is minus 273 degrees Fahrenheit, and at that point you have to use a uh, a uh, what's what's called an infrared uh, telescope, which most the vast majority of the of the space telescopes that are out there right now, the Weiss, uh, the, the all of them, they're all infrared. But the Vatican Telescope on Mount Graham, uh, it had, and you can still search on this, folks. You just type in uh, Lucifer uh, 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 infrared, uh, you know, uh, telescope, or whatever. What it is, is, Lucifer is actually an intentional acronym um, uh, about the infrared attachment that they put on the Vatican Vat Telescope for the purpose of being able to see the approach of Planet X. Because without the infrared, you can't see it at all. It's just black. Um, but right. yeah, yeah, uh, very cool. Very, very. It's cool in so, a sense. You know why it's cool? Because you know what? They're looking for their. You know this. They're looking for their gods to come. This is a big deal. It's like us waiting for Jesus. It is. It is. Amen. Now, and here's the thing. All right, so I can tell. I'm going to tell the listeners. I'm going to tell you things that I know personally, because when you get brought into a project like this, one, you realize, okay. They might tell you it's a conspiracy theory to the world, but now you know because you're working on the project, it's not a conspiracy theory. The first thing I was asked to do was to find any evidence of of the pathing of Planet X in ancient documents. In other words, what did it do? What direction did it do? Because they're trying to figure out what effects it will have this time around. Then I was actually asked, about DNA manipulation. What has that got to do with Planet X? Well, you'd be very surprised. They wanted to know if there was any evidence of DNA manipulation of the human race from any of the times that we can say that Planet X has passed in our past. And the reason being is because, as I was told, they know that the vax, I'll just say that word, I don't know what we can say here, that it is used for manipulating the DNA of the human race. Now, what brought this part of it up was because 
we get in, we have 21 autopsy rooms in the Pentagon for extraterrestrial, or I like to call them fallen angels. Um, we have autopsy rooms to be able to do autopsies on the bodies that are given over to us, whether we get them in space, crash, crashed craft, however you want to call it, or if they're handed over by another party, uh, then we do autopsies. Well, recently we've been discovering that there have been alterations in their own DNA, so we were beginning to wonder then why then are they using this little injection that they're putting in the people around the world? Um, we know that it alters the DNA, but they wanted to find out, was this done in times past? Because a theory, and it's only a theory, is that they may be using this for certain individuals, because not all these are the same. I'll just say it that way. Not all these are the same. So therefore, they figure that maybe that there's certain people on this planet they would like to see to make it, so they're altering their DNA so that they can withstand the passing of this planet. Now, I'm bringing this up, John, for also because of the war. So I want let me get to that first before I go further into this, because we're going to get really deep into this. The war itself is already starting to call for China. China is going to, is making the announcement, if they haven't already made it, that they're going to stop all their shipping traffic coming to the United States and to other parts of the world because of the war that's taking place, and they figure they got to wait to the end of the year before they can continue doing their shipping of goods. We've already started seeing flights being shut down. You're going to see the war spread further, and when the war spreads further, eventually they're going to say all air traffic is going to have to cease because of the dangers of the war and people being shot down. This is actually not the real reason. And I've known this now for months, but I didn't, I didn't put it together until I started getting the announcements today from people on the inside telling me that this was coming. But I knew that they had already told me that when Planet X begins to get closer, they will have to stop ocean traffic as well as air traffic for the safety of those vessels and the people, of course, that operate them. Because they would begin to crash, the ships will sink. Now, you mentioned the Colburn Bible, the Egyptian document that they have there. Uh, if you look in there, I believe that one thing it does state in there, that the ships were loose from their moorings were sucked out like going into a, a funnel. Oh, you, check this out. So check it out. So like almost every single thing that we talk about, and boy, is it a large, large portfolio of diverse end times dynamics that all essentially end up, you know, in the same you know, end game. But um, the um, there is a move I've, I've discovered over the years. Now, it took me a while. You know, we learn as we go. Um, but, you know, eventually it hit me that God is in control of Lucifer and Lucifer's on a executive severance package and God is using him to bring in the saints. Uh, and and if God wants to stop Lucifer, he can't, which, by the way, is a humongous indicator because, uh, you know, that which restrains until he that restrains is taken out of the way, which is our father, the heaven's resources, heaven's angels, heaven's power, the prayers of the saints, Second uh, Thessalonians 2, 2 3. Um, God isn't restraining anymore in that regard, okay? So he allowed the bioweapon release from the Wuhan lab. He, he allowed it to hit 
worldwide. He allowed, you know, all these things to occur. It wasn't stopped. There were there were tens of thousands of Christians, you know, that are part of the uh, Christian, you know, uh, evangelical churchianity of the United States, gathering in stadiums together, praying against it, and nothing happened. God did not do a darn thing about it. All right, now now we are back into this war situation with them telling lies out the, out the yin yang, uh, in, in levels that that make the lies of nine eleven look like you know just a couple of kids telling jokes in the park, and um, it's just unbelievable the the stuff that we're seeing happening, and God is not stopping it either. Okay, and I know a lot of people that 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 live that their entire lives they live their lives, and all of their friends and family and friends and friends of friends and all that kind of stuff in evangelical American Christianity, and they are still of the you know you talk to the seven you know, seven I'm not picking on anybody but I'm just saying the 700 Club is like you know we need to pray for the Ukraine we need to pray against Putin we got to pray for the Ukrainians they're being victimized by that evil man Putin you know they 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 just live in a different world they're not aware that 9/11 was was controlled demolition they don't get all these things and um, the reason I'm bringing that up is because um, uh, you know we're sort of in a in a in a challenged but also blessed place to have a really deep understanding of a whole bunch of different end times dynamics that ultimately come in and and but the, the point the point is that the movies so I started to collect movies. I even made a website page which has dozens of movies on it, I guess. I don't know how many that are all literally prophetic. They're all going to come true if they haven't come true already. And there's one, it's a TV series, hard to get a hold of, and it's a called Impact. It's not Deep Impact, okay, with Danny Glover playing the president and all that kind of thing. Okay, which that's prophetic enough, but it's just called simply Impact. And it's a series. It's got a, you know, I don't know, two, three seasons or whatever. And it's about a brown dwarf star entering into our solar system, coming close enough to the uh, planet Earth. It starts out by the scientists accidentally discovering the eccentricity of the of the orbit of the moon around the earth which by the way aligns with the Iorio paper at Cornell University I almost fell off my seat when they had that as one of the main lead in scenes but it gets better so to your point about the ships and the planes and all that kind of stuff there are scenes in there where the magnetism as the actual collapsed brown dwarf you know star got close enough because the magnet the magnetism because of its density it's it's beyond our comprehension literally trains were flying up in the air off of their train tracks i mean that's how much power there was behind uh the magnetism of the the brown dwarf in this movie as it was getting closer to earth so i have no doubt what you have been told or the intel that you have gotten regarding those dynamics uh, is very very true well, you know, John, and, and you have to send me the link on this uh, film you're talking about there. I'm very curious about that that one myself. But and so this is what what I'm seeing on that that those lines there. There, you know, the war is also part of the pretext, and of course, it's also that last minute fight. And then, of course, I get told uh, right right before right when we started getting into this issue with Ukraine and this war with Russia, I was in oh, gosh, I've been in so many meetings, for, you know, with people in Washington, you know, over the last couple of months, in fact. But I was getting we were having at one point five meetings a week, 
and then uh, and then of course right up to this point here, and and of course Russia has already they've already stepped in, and uh, and so I'm in a meeting, and and just out of just out of nowhere I said, oh by the way, because I know I'm working on the project with Planet X thing. I said, do we have any updates on Planet X? I knew that our government was tracking three different systems, and we considered all of those potential systems that we would say, okay, they could possibly be Planet X. And the reason why our government scientists are saying that is because we don't have that inside scoop that the Vatican has. Or let me put it this way. That's the way it was presented to me initially. And mainly because I guess I'm working on this. I'm trying to help from my perspective that I can kind of give them some insight on. But at the same time, they're telling me, like, for example, in 2030, 31, right there at the end of the year, beginning of the year, we got a comet coming through. It is potentially a, as they would call it, uh, they said this one was going to have the ability to bring about extinction level on the Earth. Uh, so I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be the real Planet X. But then they talked about one in 20, 2024-ish time frame. Uh, that they don't really know for sure what's going to happen with that one. And then I get this other one. Well, you got one this year, but we're really not expecting much out of this. We're we're tracking the trajectory of the of the debris and things like that. So I already knew about the three different opinions, and of course I knew that uh, Paul Begley did his broadcast with it, and he had several different people on there. I actually spoke at that as well for him. And uh, and I know Gil Brassard, for example, looks at it this year. And then there was another, I think it's, um, they call him Mike from around the world. He looks at it. I, th- I think he looks more towards 2024 time frame. So I'm getting all these time frames. And I'm like, okay, I don't know who's right, which one's right, don't really care. I just do what I can to help out. So I'm in the meeting and I said, well, is there any updates on Planet X? They said, yes, it enters our solar system in September of this year. And I just went speechless. I said, do what? He said, yeah. He said, we just had a meeting. He said, it's really weird. He said, because we're sitting here dealing with this Ukraine thing. He says, and uh, he says, you know, I was in a meeting just like two or three days beforehand uh, to get the updates on Planet X. And I was told it's entering in our solar system in September. And by the end of the year, it'll be affecting the planets in our solar system. Now, as you pointed out, John, all these events that are happening on the Earth, been happening on the Earth for several years now, have been as a result of that binary system and the just the energy that it puts off at even that great of a distance away, it's been affecting us. Now, I felt like that when I was told September is entering into our, our solar system, I knew then why they are doing projections, right? So I would get information and I would be allowed to share it with, with our listeners, things like, for example... Some things I don't even share because I'm thinking, okay, nobody's going to believe it, right? So I was told, like, for example, back in um, December, said, you know, we're expecting uh, around the late spring of the year, we're expecting a massive underwater earthquake from New Zealand all the way to Japan. And when this earthquake comes, it is going to literally, uh, we've already warned Japan that, you know, there's a great possibility that not only will it be a catastrophic loss of life, Uh, we're talking about parts of the island even sinking that type of an earthquake. In fact, so great, they said it'll rip open the floor of the ocean that would go all the way to the inner Earth's ocean. That's the way they put it. And then I'm like, and and I would say things like, you know, these are the type things I would expect from 
Planet X coming through. Not just that we just have just so happen to have earthquakes that are going to rip the floor open. How can you project something like that as a, even as a probability? Let's say it doesn't happen like that. Let's say it's a lot less than that. But how can you have? How can our scientists begin to have those types of projections, those types of probabilities, without knowing that something out there is causing it? And so that would be my question back and forth. And of course, it always got played down until that till last week. And then I began to realize this is why the war is going on now. This is why they're speeding things up. They have to. They have to have some type of diversion in the world, whether they're bringing out their new world order or whatever. But then it also reminded me, too, back in the summer of last year, I was told then that 2022, maybe around October, I guess, maybe not summer, but around October, that in 2022 that we will have more loss of life in the year of 2022 than you could ever possibly imagine. I don't even know if I even said Get that this. to anybody. Maybe I did. Edgar Casey saw. Now I, I'm not. You know, here's the thing. You know, I, I don't. You know, I don't pass judgment on people. Okay, I look at the data. I'm purely look at the data, and I and I correlate the data across prophecies over hundreds of years of time. The more disparate and unrelated they are, the better. Yeah. Okay. Edgar Casey saw. A large part of the island nation of Japan go underwater from an earthquake. Okay, he actually that was uh, one of the ones that he had actually that was a pretty big deal for him. Um, uh, Did he give us time, time frame? Gosh, I don't know. I'd have to, but that that would be something to search on is Ed, Ed, Edgar Casey, uh, Japan um, vision or prophecy or whatever, um, and then you could read it and, and know for sure. But 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 here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's another thing, David. So correlation, right? Correlation. So David Wilkerson saw the same thing. Now most people look at Wilkerson's 1973 book, Vision, called the Vision, and they assume that what he saw with Japan and the earthquake, et cetera, already happened with Fukushima. But that does not have to be the case. In fact. Wilkerson said that after he saw this mega quake, humongous mega quake hit Japan, I forget to what degree he saw the destruction. I have to go back and review it. But he said almost immediately thereafter, which, of course, that's nebulous and ambiguous at best. But he said that um, there was a major earthquake in the United States almost immediately after that. He said he wasn't sure if it was in California or not. He said it could have been in the central part of the United States. Now, I'm leaning toward California personally because the way I look at Revelation is that it's mostly chronological, and the big Mac Daddy country splitting down the center event doesn't happen until like Revelation 16, I think it is, or something like that. It's like it's toward the end. So, um, so I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But yeah, this stuff is all teed up. And and it, and it's all you know. What's amazing? Every single thing, even the um, the crust of the Earth cracking, like it does in the end of the movie 2012 with John Cusack and Woody Harrelson. This all all that stuff. It's all in the Bible. It's all right there. The description of it, um, and it's like wow. Uh, you know, it, 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 it. For example, in Revelation six, uh, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen, it says that the you know that there's a great earthquake. Okay, 
And but then when you go back further in Revelation, it's much worse. Now I don't have all these scriptures um, queued up right now to actually do a you know word for word demo, and we don't have the time for that. But if you compare the earthquake that happens at the end of Revelation to the earthquake that happens during the day of the Lord in Revelation chapter chapter six, twelve through seventeen, you they're different earthquakes because uh, in six. Revelation six twelve through 17, the day of the Lord, that there, it says every island and mountain was moved out of place, okay? But when you go to the earthquake at the end of Revelation, it says they were not to be found anymore. Um, that implies tectonic plate collapse, just like at the end of the movie uh, 2012 with John Cusack. So, um, yeah. It's I I don't I don't mean to sound like some sort of a Hollywood buff, but I thought to myself, well, you know, God is in control. I used to be like, like you know, it, we all go through these phases when we're learning, and I I was you know of the disposition that well, that's just the devil broadcasting what he's gonna do, and I'm like, oh yeah, well, what if God's in control of the devil? Then maybe it's our heavenly Father showing us what is gonna happen, because and then that's when I started collecting all these different movies that are highly prophetic. Um, golly, there's one that I collected. Get this. Battle L.A. Oh, you're going to love this, Stephen. Battle L.A. and another one, How the End Begins. Both of those movies, the alien invasion happens after what appears to be a massive meteor storm. So in the beginning of the Battle of LA, which was the most famous one of the two, but also how the end begins, meteors fall from the sky. And everybody's like, oh, my gosh, meteors, 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 run for it, you know, that kind of thing. And then out of the ocean came these creatures. It was an alien invasion. So the meteors had something to do with the aliens arriving on the earth. Now, why do I bring that up? Revelation 6, verse 12, slash 13, it says... And stars fell from the heaven like a fig tree shaken by a mighty wind. Bam! <laughs> I'm like, wow, that lines up with all these alien invasion movies, which there was a 10-year-old kid. I could send you the video if you want it, but there was a 10-year-old kid before he died of cancer. I think it was cancer. It was, it was a deadly disease, but he was visited by Jesus, and he told his mom about this incredible vision he was given, and he said that during World War III, there was an a massive alien invasion that occurred right in the middle of yes. World War III. I think you've heard of that, huh? Yes, yes. Well, well here's what's really strange. Right there, you know, the I know, you, and Sorry, I know we probably don't have a whole lot of time left, but I just I'll share this real quick. Actually, I, I, I made told, this show, if you want to, I made this show all the way to 10 o'clock if you want to go 10 Eastern. It's up to you, however the Lord leads. I, I will lose, yeah, I'll lose a phone signal here in a few minutes. So I know I'm going to, I'll just go ahead and get this out just, just so we get this out. But the guys there at the Pentagon, of course, they work with reptilians. And I know that's hard for people to believe, but they do. Um, and they said that recently, they said that they have been saying to them, talking about these reptilians, that they have been telling the people in the military, our cousins are soon to return. And, of course, they know that they're talking about this binary system coming. Now, the other thing is, we've already detected very strange type of creatures coming up 
from the ocean floor, and that's coming up from the vents from within the inner Earth. Uh, yes. And we know it's only a matter of time before the human race is going to be aware of that. Uh, and they do anticipate that this is when this major quake happens as a result of the pressure that the planet is put under and the ocean floors are opened up together, they'll swarm out. Now, and the, the odd thing is you mentioned earlier yourself, John, you mentioned the Egyptian document, the Colbrin. They It is actually written in there the exact same thing. Oh, yeah, and, check it out. So it, 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 the, 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 when 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 the when a powerful magnet like a collapsed brown dwarf enters into another solar system what happens is the sun's heliosphere is completely it's an electro we live in an electromagnetic universe i don't believe in newtonian physics i believe that everything is electromagnetic the i i was trained formally in semiconductor electronics i understand you know emf forces and things like that very very well and but anyway all that being said when when a brown dwarf enters into a solar system the heliosphere of the of of the sun becomes disturbed when the heliosphere, uh, because there's a balance there, and that heliosphere, which is par- par- particles particles of energy known as neutrinos from the sun, when that becomes disturbed, it causes the inner core of the earth to slow down. That's why all the volcanoes start to pop off. That's why all the earthquakes start to happen, because the inner core of the earth gets slower and slower, which causes the inner core to heat up, which, by the way, aligns scientifically with the scripture out of Joel 2 and was repeated by Peter in Acts 2, verses 17 through 21, where it says, blood fire and vapor of smoke and all those who call out upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It's talking about a period of time when the when the, the, the tectonic plates are cracking, the earth uh, is just falling apart, literally. literally. Uh, and we're already seeing the predecessor events to that occurring today. I mean, the, you know, all, you just go, I mean, they've really dumbed it down. A lot of the reports on the uh, volcanic activity that used to come out of the Smithsonian, a lot of that stuff is dumbed down. They don't really want people to realize how bad things are uh, geomagnetically and also geophysically across the earth right now. Well, you're exactly right, and uh, it, it's there is so much that's going to happen, and 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 of course has already been happening. In fact, in fact, I've been told that the volcanoes in the oceans that there are so many of these volcanoes that are going off right now, uh, and there's I forget how many I want to say that thirteen thousand volcanoes are in the ocean or something to that effect. And the number that are erupting is staggering. Uh, it's one reason why the oceans are heating up. That's what's going to, of course, in, turn into huge, you know, larger, you know, weather uh, anomalies. That's why we see the Arctic's, uh, both North Pole, South Pole, the ice melting off. Uh, in fact, I was told in one meeting not too long ago that what they've been hiding down at Antarctica soon will not be able to be hidden any longer. 
because there won't be any eyes to keep anything covered anymore. <laughs> yeah, uh, the day after the Lord, or the, the day after tomorrow, that movie, which was highly prophetic, um, they they started out the movie with you know the apocalypse approaching Earth, and and it was like the the scientists were in an, Antarctica, Antarctica, and um, it was the Larsen B ice shelf was starting to crack loose. So that's how the movie opens up. And the irony behind that yes. is that Larsen B's gone, man. <laughs> it's long gone. Oh, oh, oh! And did, and did you know about Nicholas uh, von uh, Nick, Nicholas von Rensburg? He's also known as Nicholas the Seer uh, from the nineteen, I think it was nineteen hundreds or the late eighteen hundreds. Um, he was a very godly man who lived in Africa, who had the gift of being a seer, and he saw World War One, World War Two, World War Three, and all the people that he hung out with and stuff and that he prophesied before, they said to him, when, sir, when is going to be this third world war with all these terrible, horrible new weapons that we don't understand? And his response to them was, when the ice melts. <laughs> Look, wow. Whoa. We're like overdue, <laughs> you know? Well, well, here's another interesting thought as well, John, on that regard, in that regards too. The new weapons and things like that, he's talking, it's not even nuclear weapons. They're going to actually use antimatter weapons. And I know that if you look up antimatter, they'll tell you online, well, uh, yeah, the theory exists, the possibility, but the cost to build it is so enormous, so we don't have the ability that nobody has it. Totally false. We have it. Russia has it. China has it. Israel has. Israel, we know, has a form that is called a kinetic bomb. Uh, that's what they used on Beirut. Was a kinetic bomb. In fact, they were threatening recently to use it on uh, Latvia, where Russia's military is. Uh, so they have. They have told me that you're going to see the antimatter bombs used in this war coming up now, and they said mainly because. They don't have to worry about the radiation impact that antimatter uh, bombs have. But I've also been told, but we really don't even know what they'll do. And then I think about earlier, you mentioned, uh, John, about the tectonics and things like that moving and the land mass has been moved out of place. You know, that was brought up to me as well, that, that, that is, we're going to see that again, literally the you know, you know, you're talking about islands and continents. I've been told there's two, two for sure that are definitely are going to be going down. Japan would be one. Italy would be another one. Those two, they believe 100% will go completely down. Um, and you know, and of course, all these. This is oh, by the way, this is why there's a big fight over Africa over who gets military bases in Africa. Africa is supposed South to Africa. survive all yep. of this. Yep, yes. South Africa so, is, is – yep, you're right. It's South Africa. It's like the uh, the global haven. Once all the tectonic plates start cracking and all that kind of weirdness, you know, it's going to be total destruction. It's going to be total global destruction. And the supposedly the only part of the entire world that will be relevant unaffected is the southern part of Africa yep you're right exactly and then the other thing is too uh, you know I got this message over a year ago that said if you got friends and loved ones that live within 200 miles of, the, of any large body of water like you know Atlantic etc move inland 
because there won't be no coastal areas left. And but wait, you know, nobody ever would say there. why. No, it's because of the it's because of the meteor. There's a meteor. So so Revelation chapter six verse twelve and Ezekiel thirty eight verse fourteen I think, but it might be forty one. Sometimes I get my numbers messed up. But if you rifle through uh, Ezekiel thirty eight and you look at Revelation six verse twelve, they both talk of this thing known as a quote great earthquake. When you read the full scripture, not just the first part. In Ezekiel 38, and it talks about the great earthquake, it sounds like the great earthquake is happening only in Israel, but it keeps on talking and says, and the whole world will shake. So that great earthquake is caused by a meteor that strikes off the coast of Puerto Rico. Um, and we know that because of uh, Ethan Rodriguez having seen it. I mean, dozens of people saw it. It, it, it. I have so many visions and dreams and stuff that I've collected. 22 million people will die on the east coast of the United States. Um, just and that's the tip of the iceberg because the whole world is going to shake. It's going to shake the whole world. So what do, what do we know? This is really cool because it means that, well, if if we make the estimation that the fourth seal, behold the pale horse, is World War III, and amongst other things, um, um, and we know that the great earthquake occurs, which wipes out like – a whole lot of stuff because the whole earth is shaking and this and there's you know the La Palma volcano that collapses. It's a double mega tsunami, by the way. It's a it comes up from Florida, a thousand feet high, and then it comes also on a second tsunami comes from the collapse of the La Palma uh, volcano. So it's a double mega tsunami coming at two different directions towards the east coast of the United States. Um, but anyway, the the point is this. When you correlate the earthquake in Ezekiel 38, e.g. World War Three, with the earthquake in Revelation 6:12, and you make the estimation, properly so, that the fourth seal is World War III, which happens what? Right after the global financial collapse of the Black Horse, you know, um, you know, third seal. I mean, what's going to happen when the, when the petrodollar collapses? World War III, guaranteed. I mean, when people are starving, what do they do? They fight. They go to war. It's just, you know, this is common sense. So what's cool is we know that the Gog and Magog invasion and all that kind of stuff will be part of World War III, and the global earthquake that's caused by the meteor will occur during Ezekiel 38-39 and during Revelation 6-12 uh, uh, through ultimately 17. Um, and also the, the uh, I'll share this with you. The, you know, the sun turns black as sackcloth of hair in Revelation 6:12. That's the three days of darkness that's caused by planet X. <laughs> and I'm like, exactly. wow, it's yeah. It all weaves together in this incredible. It's like, a, it's like watching this incredible movie. That's like, you know, makes Stephen King look like he missed the party, you know? <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> oh gosh, John, John, listen. I know I'll probably lose you guys here in just a little bit, but we got got to get you. I'd love to have you on. So, I'll email you, uh, and and the sooner the better because these things here, we're at the we're at the very edge of things really about to happen and and the christian world and not just the christian world even those that are not christian they need to know what's coming um and that way they can make their own preparation the spiritual house being in order predominantly uh and then of course you know whatever other precautions you want to take would be the secondary part of it but this is 
something's definitely going down. It's going to be going down very soon. Well, in closing, I'll add this one little, I'll throw some sprinkles on the cupcake. Bob Fletcher of Bob Fletcher Investigations uh, spent the last, you know, pretty much third of his career focusing on everything and anything Planet X. And you could bring him on a show and he'd go off for like three hours straight with facts, figures, all that kind of stuff. And he maintained, I don't even know if he's still around. We haven't been able to get in touch with him and he's getting up there in age. So who knows? I don't know. But I will say this. The one thing that he maintained fervently was that the closer that Planet X got to the Earth, where it became a tangible, noticeable threat, he said the the faster that they would accelerate World War III. That, he maintained that. I don't know where he got his yeah. information yeah. from. Uh, he claimed it was insiders that were, you know, that kind of stuff. But he, boy, he stood on that like it was the Holy Bible. <laughs> and you know what? It aligns with what, what you're, you know, the, the estimations that you're making right now as well. Yes. In fact, one of the things that I advised them on when they were asking me about trajectory, things that, that I found in ancient documents, there were documents and we have to keep in mind, we have documents that are considered classified. They're not available to the public. Even a book of Daniel. We have a book of Daniel that's classified. Uh, that's, believe it or not, that's how that uh, they learn more about remote viewing. Because Daniel goes into how he knew the, the visions. But um, in one particular document, uh, it talks about that the kings of the earth would war. And it was, it was actually going to be before the coming of this binary system. Uh, and I think that was very relevant, very interesting. So uh, as one of the points I brought out to them, I know that there's going to be world war on the earth first, right before this all happens, and that there's actually a fear among the fallen angels of their own demise and death as a result of the things that would happen here uh, when the calamity comes and the stars fall and the heavens are shaken and things like that. Uh, so... As you look at all these different writings out there, you know, I always look at, as you kind of point out already, John, is the historicity of it all. Well, so, so you know about the reptilians very well, so that's very cool. So get this. <laughs> this is just brilliant. I love it. Praise God. So anyway, Second Ezra 15, verse 28. I'll just read it directly, directly as it was written in Ezra. All right. Behold, a horrible vision in the appearance era from the east, where the nations of the dragons of Arabia shall come out with many chariots, okay? And the multitude mm -hmm. of them shall be carried as the wind upon the earth, and all those that hear them will fear and tremble, <laughs> okay? Hello, Anunnaki. Anybody home? Anybody home? <laughs> you know, it's right there in Second Ezra. It's amazing. Yes, and, and, and many times mentioned as the iron chariots. I, I cannot help but believe that that speaks volumes when you read about it in that light. Oh, yeah, and then, and then they fight. Um, they, these other beings come, and it says, also the Cremantians, ranging in wrath, will go forth like wild boars of the wood, and with great power they shall come and join in the battle, and I'll lay waste to a portion of the land of the Assyrians. Um, so, and what's fascinating is um, we had Augusto Perez, Pastor Augusto Perez, on the show many, many years ago, like over 10 years ago, and he was like, he had gotten a vision 
And he's like, yeah, there was like, I saw in this vision, this big, like death star in the sky. And there were all these different species of aliens fighting with each other. And I'm like flipping out because it's all in Esdras. (laughs) We're in for some really wild. This is going to be a bumpy, weird, creepy ride in the next year or two, I think. You still there? Did you drop? I'm not even looking at the radio show console. I was looking at Ezra's. Oh, no, he did drop. He said he was going to probably, he's probably, he sounded like he was driving. Uh, Stephen was driving. Um, uh, And um, I just looked at the radio show console, and it says that his call dropped. Um, Now, I'll just, you know, I'll keep my eye on the console to see if he dials back in. He may try to because it was getting pretty interesting with the scriptures. Um, But then again, he might also be in a dead area. It sounded like he knew uh, from what he was saying, that he he, he you know when he drops, he's going to be probably like without any cell phone service for a while. Uh, but anyway, um, he may show back up in the next couple of moments, maybe, probably or possibly not. But uh, anyway, uh, if he does, I'll definitely bring him back on. But anyway, praise God, I am um, well. I'm thrilled once again. Uh, Stephen Ben Noon, uh, praise God. You know what's so fascinating about him? And whenever he has joined this program is that, um, you know, for example, we did a program with him about eight, nine years ago where he had seen the rapture all over the Old Testament. Now, of all the doggone places in the world, you would think that you would never find the rapture being mentioned. You know, it'd be the Old Testament, right? Well, no. So Stephen, being the rabbi Hebrew scholar that he is, he goes rifling through the Old Testament. He's looking at the Hebrew, and he's like, oh, it's here, it's here, it's here, it's here. He's like, I don't even know how many places he found the rapture in the ancient Hebrew. The other thing that he found... Now, of course, I was already talking about these things on the program. It wasn't, and it's not, it wasn't like first come, first service. Like we're doing things in parallel. That's the thing that's so cool about this. But he's coming at it from a different direction than I am. I'm reading other books. I'm bringing other guests on the show. You know, I'm doing my own Bible study and finding, you know, things. And then I, you know, somebody sends me a Stephen Ben Noon audio, I'm sorry, video clip and um and he's talking about the same thing that i was talking about you and he, he you know aliens in the bible and i was like oh my gosh he's talking about aliens in the bible so i'm like you know telling sister nancy you got to get Stephen ben noon on the program again go get him hurry up let's cancel somebody and bring him on as fast as possible because that's exactly what ends up happening with him he gets his information from either his hebrew expertise or a combination of his Hebrew expertise and the three-letter agency contacts that he has established over his career uh, before he, you know, got out of the three-letter agency services business, if you know what I mean. So he's getting insider intel. You know, I, I mean, we didn't even have time to discuss tonight. Um, you know, he, he brought up multiple times the fact that the Vatican was very, very much aware of um, the, uh, uh, you know, the approach of Planet X. Now, let me think if I can think of this. I'm trying to remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wormwood. Uh, Wormwood uh, site. I'm doing a little uh, hack on Google right now. Wormwood site, tribulationnational.org. It's like hunting for Wormwood or looking for Wormwood. Oh, no. Yeah, Google's killing me. Let me see if I can do the same hack. Did I misspell the word wor- wormwood? 
Yeah, I used to be able to find my stuff on the website so easy by doing Google hacks, but they have really they're blocking tribulation out like crazy right now. Um, probably because I'm making them mad about routing out what's going on in the Ukraine. Let me see if this same hack method works on DuckDuckGo. Control V. Um, oh, it's it's the, I, I remember what the article is called. It's called Watching for Wormwood. So W A T H I N G Watching for Wormwood site tribulation-now.org. Let's see if it comes up on DuckDuckGo. Okay, so that hack does not work on DuckDuckGo. So I'm running out of options. I'll try one more time on Google. All right, hold on. Google hates me now. All the Google goblins are trying to make me disappear from from the entire internetosphere. All right, so then the only option I have left is to try to do a search on Tribulation Now, which I'll try. See if I can get that to work. Because I've written over 500 articles. Let me tell you something. It is not easy. Watching for Wormwood. Enter. Searching. And brace for Wormwood. Watching for Wormwood. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father and Holy Spirit, for bringing it back to my memory. So I'll read this to you. Listen to this. They have been, and by the way, I've got to, okay, I've got to make sure Stephen, because if he calls back in, it doesn't look like he did. Okay, he didn't. He's probably in a dead, total dead zone. Okay, so check this out. The name of the article, which was published on July the 25th of 2010, was an article I wrote about, um, you know, coast-to-coast uh, -coast AM in their earlier days, you know, when they had, uh, what's his name, you know, Art Bell. And this Vatican priest was sending letters he, he, and I'll just read it to you so we can cut to the chase. Um, Vatican priest letters. Vatican priest letter number one. Name withheld to Art Bell, date 9612-11. So that's 11-12-1996. All right. And let me go ahead and zoom this in because I'm getting old. <laughs> I'll be officially 60 next week on Tuesday. All right. So, dear Mr. Bell, I have listened to your program off and on. And remember, this is about Planet X, and this is coming right from the Vatican. I have listened to your program off and on for around two years now. Whenever I get, quote, downtime, I have some disturbing information, and I uh, fell, uh, I felt that your program would be the perfect vehicle with which to distribute what I have. I have been under the employee of the Vatican for over five years. I have done what could best be described as counterintelligence work for the church. By the way, the Vatican has their own black ops operation. They have the black pope and the Jesuits, and these they're murderers. They're mass murderers, and it's a crime syndicate. And you do what they tell you to do, or they kill you. And that's putting it lightly. Um, also goes on and says, I am a man of God, and please believe me when I tell you that the information I have is genuine and very serious. Without going into too much detail about my former employers, I will briefly tell you that I have a, a top-level secret security clearance in the Vatican for quite some time. Most of the work I have done regrettably falls into the realm of black ops, and I will not go into details about that now. Around six months ago, I was working at a data terminal in a highly restricted area in the Vatican following a case that I had just completed when I stumbled into something that nearly made my heart stop.
Please pay attention here. This is where it gets strange. I uncovered a heavily encrypted subsystem that was surprisingly well hidden. I found that it was only accessible through the terminal that I was at and one other terminal. I must point out that the area that I was in was not an area that I routinely used. After two minutes of trying to get into the system, the whole lab shut itself down and I was booted off the terminal. Not wanting to raise any eyebrows, I decided to leave and come back later that night. The strange thing was, when I came back, there were armed guards standing sentry outside of the lab. I must say that it is not unusual. It is it is not unusual to see guards roaming around the Vatican, but it was very unusual for them to stand sentry directly at the lab, much less armed. Over the next month, I managed to slip in unnoticed only once, and after I had uh, found what I had came for, I understood the security. It took me a good deal of time to break into the system, and when I did, I wished I hadn't. I entered the system, and I came across a file entitled Wormwood. Yes, with a question mark. So it actually had a question mark in the file name, so it had to be Unix. But anyway, it says, thinking um, it to be a text file, I brought up the file with the uh, intent of uh, copying it so I could read it later. What happened next was truly remarkable. The file sort of deteriorated into a series of command lines and lasted approximately two minutes. Once it was done running, there it was. I had found a direct link to the Hubble Space Telescope. Not only that, but it was pointed directly at the comet Hale-Bopp. The program was running some kind of an analysis, taking directional notes, projecting path of travel, etc. After realizing what I, had, uh, what I had discovered, I started searching and came across an email trail that led directly to the office of the Pope himself, which, which was discussed. I, uh, I'm sorry, what was discussed, I, can't, I do not know. After, next, after the next two weeks, I began to uncover evidence that the Vatican is very aware of the existence of the companion and is very worried about it. He's talking about Planet X now. Um, I began to copy files and pictures that were pre present at the terminal. When I found a report from the United Nations to the Vatican, as well as a report from NASA regarding their concerns. It is very obvious to me that a great many people and entities know of the, of the companion, which is, of course, what you would call a sun that is a part of a binary star system, a companion, uh, and are doing their best to keep it very quiet, as the next part of my story illustrates. And uh, it says, I had found another file that I wanted to look at, but it was independently encrypted. At the time I discovered it, I had already been online at the terminal for some time, so I decided to copy the file that was encrypted and decoded at my leisure. I was leaving the lab, and then I was approached by two of the Pope's top aides and was asked to meet them later in the evening. I didn't feel comfortable about the situation, so I agreed and told them that I needed to shower and would join them later. I haven't been back to the Vatican since. I found out about a week later through some old friends and contacts that a contract had been placed on my life. Two days later, my mother and father were killed in a car crash in France. 
Three days after that, my brother and sister were killed when their single-engine plane went down in the east coast of the United States. I've been on the run for a very long time now. I am still trying to decode the file that I have in my possession. Approximately 10 copies have been distributed to friends in the field in the event that I should disappear. I do not fear for my life. I am very adept at not being found. However, I believe that the world needs to know the information that I have. I would be willing to share all that I have with you, Mr. Bell. But you need to understand that your life could be in danger if you were to go public with what I give you. I apologize for being so vague, but I feel it's necessary at this point in time. If you would like the information, say, say it over the air when you get this letter. If I am not listening, someone will uh, inform me. There is no safe place for you to contact me at this point in time. I wait your response. Priest. Signed, Priest. By the way, if you go to tribulation-now.org, there are, there's another, as a matter of fact, I'll read it to you because it's not that long. It's the second letter from the priest to Mr. Bell, Art Bell. This one here is Mark's uh, 97-2020. So that would be... Uh, this, sorry, uh, the 20th day of February of 1997 at 21:23:46 Eastern Standard Time, which is 9:23 p.m. give or take. Mr. Bell, to preface this letter, I uh, if you intend on reading it to your listeners, I will tell you that the gentleman who was previously forwarding my messages is unfortunately no longer with us. He was killed very violently while on a vacation in Southern California. He was found by police in his hotel room tied up with a gunshot wound to his head and, and spine. His mother was sent pictures of him just before he was shot. These photos were sent as a warning. I don't think I need to elaborate any further on that. I mourn his loss deeply. I pray yet another death will not be in vain. It adds a new seriousness to the passage uh, I told you uh, reading regarding hope. I apologize for having been gone for so long, as almost a year. I was unavoidably detoured for a number of weeks. I am fine. I have been recovering from a gunshot wound that I received around Christmas time. The bullet, near as I can tell, was not meant to kill me, but to cripple me. The bullet missed my spinal cord by approximately four centimeters, and I still have difficulties, but I am getting better every day. I want you and all of your listeners to know that I have made arrangements for you to receive some information. I have unlocked the disc that I was working on, and I am, to say the least, very frightened. Without going into too much detail, the disc contains a good deal of information concerning what your remote viewer friend had to say. The Vatican II has a staff of astral operatives and operatives trained in remote viewing. They have for some time now known of the virus that he spoke of, and according to them, it's very real. I will also be sending you detailed information of two projects that the Vatican is involved in currently. Number one, they have worked to successfully stop a program called Space Guard. This program was headed by a man in Australia until he was shut down. 
Its main purpose was to track all known comets and determine any possible Earth colliders. The program's funding was cut altogether by NASA, which was only uh, to the amount of $1 million anyway, by the Vatican. I will go into some detail and information that you will be receiving. Number two, I have learned of a vast number of training facilities across the globe, but mostly in the United States that are training what I can only refer to as the Vatican Guard. These soldiers are being trained for what the Vatican feels is an impending holy war. These soldiers are being trained as biologics, nuclear fallout conditions, and the use of astral combat. This is far more reaching than I had ever imagined, Mr. Bell. I do hope that you mull this information over. Uh, you will be getting very uh, that you will be getting very seriously as it is the truth i apologize for the anonymity with regard to the email but under the circumstances i do not wish to endanger anyone else i will from now on be sending you all information personally only uh any other address other than the one that you just received is not from me and should be treated as such i will be in contact soon god be with you Wow, huh? 2010. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff on tribulation now if you hunt around. Praise God. And a lot of it's highly prophetic. Uh, not by any choice of mine. I just read this stuff and said, hey, this is important. Anyway, so praise God. Thank you all for joining us tonight. God bless you. I'll take one real quick look just to see if uh, Brother Stephen called us back. Double checking, double checking, double checking. Looking at... No, he didn't. All right, so God bless you all. He definitely went into a dead zone. Ow, that hurt. Ow. Stop that. Turn those trumpets off. Now, my hand was close to the closing music. <laughs> it accidentally touched it, but at least everything's working. And I was able to turn off another mic and get it to work a little better. So praise God for that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you all for joining us tonight. It is Wednesday, March the 9th. Things are getting creepy out there, folks. It's wag the dog. It's way worse than people realize it. It's way worse. What's going to happen? What's going to happen next? What, must, what are they going to do as an excuse to get NATO in there to bomb the Russians? Because you know that's what they want to do. They're pretending like they don't. They're, oh, no, we can't do a no-fly zone. They're pretending like they don't. But they're going to do something to really, really, really. I mean, if Putin isn't angry enough... If Xi Jinping isn't angry enough about the bioweapons labs and about all the lies that are being told, Putin had to shut off social media in Russia, not because he's a bad man, but he's trying to stop the lies of the West, CNN, Fox, MSNBC, etc., from getting his own people in Moscow riled up because they're lying. Colossal fat, awful, satanic lies from the bowels of the pit. It's the Nazi nationalists that are blowing up and setting bombs off at Chernobyl and at the other one, Lavarinsk or something like that. It starts with an L or T or something. I think it's an L. Uh, down in the southern part of uh, uh, the Ukraine. Those bombs are not coming from Russia. Think about it. What value would it possibly give Putin? None. 
you would have to buy the lie that he, you know, yeah, no, he's not a good guy. I mean, yeah, he has a, a checkered past history, but think about it. He's not an idiot. You would have to be lobotomized. You would have to be drooling on yourself, stupid, to go in and cause a nuclear disaster. It would bring the entire wrath of the world down on you. Who would do that? Nobody. That's why we know it's the Nazis doing false flags. It's common sense. Go to tribulation-now.org. Look at the lying video with the body bags and the... And you'll recognize the news anchor. You'll recognize them. And you'll see it's all wag the dog. Yes, Russia is occupying part of the Ukraine, but they're spending more time asking for ceasefires, meetings with people from Kiev, opening up humanitarian corridors out of Mariupol to get the people out of there because the Nazis are slaughtering them and blowing up the buildings and blaming it on them. This would probably be over with if it wasn't for those, not for these Nazis, with their missile launchers in residential areas. Uh, my contact in Odessa, a regular listener of the program, she, um, she translated a radio show for me. We were talking about aliens in the Bible uh, with a guy named Constantine, and he lived about 25 miles out of Moscow, and she did all of the translation for the show. I've known her for like eight, nine years. And uh, they, they have put landmines all over the uh, beach in Odessa, but they never told the civilian population. Get it? Okay. God bless you all. We'll see you Friday night at 7 p.m., Lord willing. Thank you for joining us tonight. Lord, we come to you with repentant hearts. We seek you with all our might. Sinners set the mercy of grace. Redeemed we are. By your embrace, praise his holy name. Praise the King of Kings. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? For you, we will endure until you come back for your bride to set her free. Write our names in your book of life. We are cleansed through your holy sacrifice as we lift your name on high. Renew our mind, renew our soul, remove the scars from our past, and be most righteous. We rebuke all deceptive lies. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? Till then we will endure. We are the branches on a living tree. When will your coming be? 
When will your trumpet sound for me? Till then we will endure Until you come back for your bride To set her free Watch us as we trim our wicks Our lamps are full Our hearts are right Like those five wise virgins we will be your bride awaits me patiently. Longing for that blessed sound that will rise. The churches gather, we're praying that we're worthy, Lord, to join our family. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? We will endure, and while we wait, we will bring forth the fruit of the light of Christ. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? Till then we will endure Until you come back for your bride And set it free I shall lift my obedient children to the clouds, for they shall see my glory. <laughs> 